0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Game Face, episode 308 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield. Your host for the next couple hours of intense gaming discussion alongside me to do that is Matt Kyle. What's up, Matt? Oh, not
1: much. Just late nights waiting for things to unlock that don't unlock. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're going to... Stray's rollout is one of the weirdest things I've seen on PlayStation <laughs> so far. I'm like, what is yeah. going on? I don't, I don't have an equivalent for it.
0: Yeah, because we, you know, you thought maybe it was going to unlock at 9 o'clock last night.
1: Yeah, well, the weird thing is, like, you couldn't pre-order it. Right. Like, it, there was no option to buy it until it went live. I've never seen that before. That is weird. That you seems can... like a mistake. I don't know. You, couldn't, you could just wish list it. And, and it was not in the coming soon. It was not like it didn't pop up on the store. You know, once it went went live in the morning, and then I was supposed to go live at like two a.m. our time. And then I waited. I waited until two a.m. And then suddenly the It was a little timer for it on the on the store page. And then it jumped forward five hours, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. Yeah, like, it, un- it
0: unlocked at, like, five in the morning or something. It was supposed unlocked, to, it unlocked, it, it unlocked
1: at 9 a.m. Yeah, and it, was, but it but for a
0: while, it was supposed to be 5 a.m., yeah. and then it jumped. But then
1: it unlocked at different times in Europe, and there it was, it was, it was no weird. universal unlock
0: thing. It yeah. was very weird. Oh, the good news is we have some actual games to discuss with yeah. you guys today on the show, and some pretty good ones, too. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we have a little bit of housekeeping to get to before we get going. Uh, First of all, I have an update on my vacation to Greece. So I had said that I was going to be out around Labor Day weekend. As we actually went to buy our tickets and get the trip, again, that I'm getting all on credit card points, we found out that if we waited just like three or four weeks, the price for everything was cut in half. Because you're off-season. Right. Yeah, Yeah, so we ended up, we changed our bookings. We are now leaving, it's October 15th is the date that Mm. we fly out. Um, I've had tickets to go see New Order at the Hollywood Bowl for three years. I think I've mentioned mm. this on the show before. Um, so we, we're going to see New Order the weekend before, and then the next weekend we fly out for Greece. So uh, October's going to be awesome for me. But anyway, an update. Uh, we will not kind of be... On a hiatus around the Labor Day weekend like we had, we had anticipated. I will still be going home for Labor Day weekend for fantasy football drafts and all that stuff. The stuff I usually do on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll be coming back like right after. Um, and then we'll be doing shows up until I leave. So anyway, expect October to be a little slow on the sifted and game phase front. As I will be taking the first real vacation that I have had since 2012. Wow. 2012 was the last year I took a real vacation. Ten years.
1: Yes. So, I mean, it's not much coming out in October anyway. So.
0: There's some. Um, we'll get to it, though. It's not that busy, though. You're gonna, what, Years it, prior, going I would have weeks? never left in October. No. But okay.
1: 2022. So is it two weeks?
0: Uh, we're going for 10 days. 10 days. Okay, yeah. so
1: you'll barely be back in time for Bayonetta.
0: Yes, I will be back in time for Bayonetta. Absolutely. So I think I'll be back in October for the big stuff. But anyway, again, the first vacation I've taken in 10 years so people not a hurricane
1: i'm gonna miss overwatch too. i wouldn't say i'm gonna miss it bob
0: <laughs> so if you're <laughs> exactly so if you're sitting there thinking to yourself hmm maybe i should start my own business someday remember this conversation i have not had a vacation in 10 years and that's all because i'm running my own business and if i leave nothing happens mm-hmm. it's it's terrifying as a business owner to do something like that but at a certain point you've got to do it like, you can't just go on like this forever. So I am taking a vacation, and whatever happens, happens. That's all I got to say. At this point, I, I for my mental health, I need a break. That's all there is to well, it. Well, you were at the Parthenon. on the internet burned down. Right, exactly. <laughs> that might be a blessing in disguise. Really? The internet's gone forever? I think the world might improve, Matt, if the internet disappeared. Uh, argument could be made. I hate to say it at this point. I, I, will, even... I will miss free shipping, though. <laughs> for sure or actually ordering anything online there's yeah. things i would definitely miss
1: you remember i was talking the other day about you remember like because people were, there was some guy going about like yeah the the metaverse is coming whether you like it or not kind yeah. of thing and i'm like corporate people never know what's coming no they don't and usually you can bet that like whatever they think is not going to be popular is that and i was i was remembering like i remember when i was you know we were in, when we were in college and the inter- internet was just starting to rise in, like, 96 uh, or so. And people I mean, people were finally starting to be like, oh, what's this internet thing? Mm-hmm. And, like, you had all these corporate, like, retail, you know, CEO people being like, you know, online shopping's never going to be a thing because no one wants to buy something they can't see. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you missed that boat, didn't you? you <laughs> sure um, did. It's just like, yeah, y- yeah it's, it's, a, it's so hard to predict. It is hard to predict. Even yeah, but-
0: people with all the money in the world. Can't predict what's going to happen next. So uh, anyway, again, I'll be out for a chunk of October, but I will now be around for the bulk of September, which was not going to be the case before. Um, One other thing before we get going onto the show proper. Uh, I tried to play Halo Infinite's co-op campaign this week, Matt. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a part of the Xbox Insider program, and so therefore I was privy... To this early beta that they're running. I am
1: too. I just delete all the emails. Yeah. Because it's never anything (laughs) interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, finally, there was something kind of interesting. This is pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, So it's a separate client that you have to download. It does not sync with, like, like I finished the campaign myself months ago. Um, In fact, I finished it, like, while I was playing it because it's pretty short. I was able to just kind of power through it. But it does not, it did not take into account that I had already finished that. But the real catch is, Matt, there is no matchmaking for campaign co-op smart nope no matchmaking so i'm like here it is i have this new build loaded up Mm. i couldn't play it because you have to you have to count on people on your friends list being a part of the insider program and them being online at that exact time that you're online and them wanting to actually play campaign co-op for halo infinite and so i could not play. that's that's
1: the real trick is finding someone who wants to play halo infinite
0: right yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly, especially this far out from when it was originally mm-hmm. released. But I'll say this, I did up, end up learning a whole hell of a lot about Halo Infinite Campaign Co-op because I was, like, searching the internet trying to figure out why I couldn't play a game and I couldn't matchmaking with anyone. And that oddly enough, bizarre. there really was not a good article that explained it. Like, I just figured it out, like, eventually just fiddling with it, there's no matchmaking at all. Um, but what I can tell you a lot about it. Um, there are—you can play with four players— Um, one of, there's a mechanic in the game where you can grapple onto other players Mm. and it has broken the game. People (laughs) have already figured out that you can slingshot each other all the way across the map. You can literally, there's like this glitch where you tether to somebody, you get pulled in and then somehow just as you're about to connect with that other player, they tether you and it just throws you (laughs) all the way across the map. You literally fly like five miles and now people are using that to just go wherever they want on the map and completely circumventing the actual campaign. It's crazy. So I don't know what they're going to do doing mm. with that mechanic to tame it ultimately, because it's not going to work in the, the real game. So they're going to have to do something to fix it. But it's cool and fun. Um, but other than that, it really is just playing through the campaign with other players. One other th- catch, though, about it is that if you get too far away from the rest of your team, you die. Mm. They will not let you go off an adventure on your own and find stuff on your own. I think they said it's like 100 virtual meters. If you separate from the rest of the team, you just die. Huh. And, get, and then you respawn back with the rest of the team, which is weird.
1: I mean, they used to do that if you got too far away, they just teleport you mm-hmm. to where you were. At. Killing you is new. Now they kill you, and then they send you back to everybody else. So I wonder if that's a te- technical limitation. I don't know why it would be. I don't know. But it probably I mean, is. I don't know why you wouldn't have campaign co-op in this game in the first place. It's one of the trademarks of Halo.
0: We're how many months post-launch at this point, And they still don't have yeah. it available? It's always been available at launch for other Halo games. By the way, campaign co-op has been a thing in Halo since the first Halo game! before online. The first Halo yeah. game had campaign co-op. Yeah. By the way, this beta doesn't have split-screen either. You can only mm. play online, but you can't match make. What is going
1: on? I don't know. What
0: is going on?
1: It, it almost looks like some kind of weird suicide. Yeah. like It's, it's like, oh, okay, we're just going to... Are you, are you
0: trying to make us not want to like play Halo? game? Like Halo? Are you trying to make us hate Halo? I saw on Sifted this week that the player count now for Battlefield 2042 is higher than the player count for Halo Infinite on Steam.
1: Oof, wow. I mean... Think about that. Halo's never been a huge PC game, but, like, that's
0: that's insane Amazing. like i don't get it but not it. that insane when you think about it no. the drip of content that they've given out for halo infinite since it launched and now the i delays am so these other i remain
1: so confused about halo's history post three like yeah it should have been the biggest slam dunk no brainer and it's, it's halo i know it's it's like being handed the keys and yeah. you're like how did they fuck up three games in a row on this thing i don't know like, i don't get it it's and the collection, an and the Master Chief collection, they had to step in and fix that themselves. They know how much
0: work they've done on that to try to yeah. get that fixed. Four years. Four years of work
1: to bring that up to what it should have been when it launched. Yeah. And, like, I mean, kudos to them for sticking with it and getting it done. But, like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, all you had... I mean, really, really, all you had to do was just make the same game over and over yeah. again. Like, I would have been more happy... Sitting around being like, "Oh, Halo is the same Halo all over again for the third time after 3, Then I would be now and be like, "I don't want to play this crap." Yeah, like I, f- I mean, and and Infinite was fine. I mean, I like what they're after in Infinite. I hate four and five. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, especially four. Four is terrible. But like campaign, I found
0: them to be tolerable, not just, great.
1: The Prometheans are some of the worst enemies ever put in a shooter to me. Like they're just boring to fight.
0: Well, you would be glad that they're not in it. Yeah, that's one of the big <laughs> pluses of Halo Infinite. That
1: they brought the fucking Covenant back. That's all I yeah. want to do. I want to shoot brutes and. Elites and grunts and vultures. They get that part right. Yeah, like, that is what I want. Like, good. Yes, well done. I don't care what kind of weird story backflips you got to do to justify why I'm fighting the Covenant, even though that (laughs) war is over. There's cults everywhere. We know that. That's fine. There can can be holdouts wherever you want. There were soldiers still thinking they were fighting World War II on the islands in the Pacific in the fucking 90s. it's fine. (laughs) Um, But, like, yeah, it's just astounding. Like, it should have been... The easiest sort of cake. I'm, okay, we're just going to make this game people love over and over again. Like, we, have, we formed a whole company just to do that. And and here we are. It. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, uh, you know. Yeah. Some, right somewhere, somewhere with the TV show, it's like, that should have been a little smoother than it went. You Shouldn't would think. It? Like, I don't know who decided we needed a Master Chief sex scene, but <laughs> like, that was a bad call. Yeah. That was not what we're here for, I don't think.
0: Yep. Uh, before we get going, let's check in with you guys on chat. See how you guys are doing this week. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, Mr60, thank you for Twitch Prime. Also, thank you for all the Tier 1 subs you just gifted to our community. That is awesome. Uh, let see what else we got here. Uh, Stolty 69 thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. I love everyone is saying, good, take a vacation. That makes me feel good. I don't know if that's going to help our Patreon <laughs> win. <when laughs> the people who don't show up live... <laughs> Uh, for our show, decide whether they want to re-up every month. Uh, but we'll see. But I, I just can't do it anymore. I need a vacation. Um, Vincent says you're going to miss Marvel's Midnight Suns. And that's about it. He's right. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be the big game that I will we'll be coming in a little late on here on Game Face. But sorry, guys. I'm taking a vacation. Uh, Nessie, thank you for Twitch Prime. Uh, Sirius Sammy, thank you for, t- for chatting for the very first time on a live episode of Game Face, man. Be a part of the community more. Uh, maybe we'll see you later on in the show if you try to win Name That Game. Get in there. Um, iViz, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's great. see if we got anything else. Jose Holiday, thank you for Twitch Prime. Mersh, thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys are awesome. Um, Ashes and Arrow Glass brings up, I'm also going to miss Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of mm. Hope. That one bothers me more, actually. But Oddly similar, though. Again, it's not it's not going to bother me that much no. <laughs> to not can, take a vacation. You can
1: take a moment on the steps of an ancient ruin and just be like, oh, I could be playing Rabbids right yeah. now. Oh, the, well. I, yeah. Well, the
0: funny part is I could take my Switch with me. I guess you could do that. And I could play it while I'm you rolling could, around Greece, yeah. but I'm not going to. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not I think, playing I th- any games. I think you
1: would get some side eyes from the wife.
0: The, yeah, my wife would not be happy about that. And honestly, I would not blame her one bit if she got pissed off about it. So... Also, travel
1: light. You don't need you don't need to bring more.
0: Yeah, I don't crap. even take um. I don't even take a carry on bag, or a, I don't even need to check a bag. I just take a carry on roller. Um, do you know that now every airline you have to pay extra to have a check a bag? Yep. This there's never even one free bag anymore on most airlines. Mm-hmm. It's insane. What the well, I, haven't, have I mean, I've been
1: flown in like four years. Oh, or really? Something, and like, I think like like now I'm basically like the the tutorial from Advance Wars where the the one guy's like, "What's an airport?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to fly a few times a year just because I live here. My family's back right. on the East Coast. Just out of necessity, I end up doing. It, I used so. to
1: fly back north you know, if I wanted to just go home for like a weekend or something to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I would do that, but now it's like, yeah, I don't want to go. I, I mean, I was always on the edge of not wanting to do that because you know it takes about five and a half hours to drive there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and how long it
0: takes if you fly. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, a half, it's a half hour flight,
1: <laughs> but it's a five and a half hour process yeah. to get from here yeah, to the airport takes long. on the plane, then you land, then you get to run a car, then you go back. I mean, it's the same amount of time. And at least, you know, if I'm in my car, I'm
0: in control. The other thing, too, if you're smart and you live in LA, you don't drive much. Right. You you pattern your life around not driving because driving here sucks. And if you have a car that you'd like to drive when you get a chance, there's your chance.
1: Yeah, you don't get to open it up too much. In, yeah, in, in, you
0: definitely uh, do not. So every once in a while, like, like, instead of, like, flying to Vegas, which is, like, a 45-minute flight, I'll drive. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's on that highway
1: on the way to Vegas where you can literally go. Yeah, on the 15 where when you cross, when you cross <laughs> the state line into Nevada and you're heading towards you're in the last, like, 50 miles to Vegas, I've been going 100 on that road and been being passed by people
0: on the right like Matt, I've gone... Do you want to know how are, fast I've gone on that highway before? I imagine you've pinned it a couple of times. I haven't pinned it, but I've gone 150 miles an hour. Like,
1: it's just people are, are on the warpath to give their money to Las Vegas. and now, you, better, you better get out of their way. I'm going to qualify amazing.
0: this. This was at literally like 2 in the morning, and I was like the only car on mm. the road. I would never do that in traffic. But to Matt's point, the last hour to Vegas, it is flat and straight mm-hmm. so far and you can see it cuz it's
1: glowing in the yeah know. the heat simmers
0: yeah. and it just goes to a pixel and it's just that straight road and that's where i opened it up and i went 150 some miles an hour mm-hmm.
1: and you can it, at nighttime you can see vegas glowing yeah, in the distance yeah you can see the glow yeah. on the horizon it's pretty crazy and it's and you're and people are just we got
0: to go we, we got gotta get get to there. get there the buffets are waiting <laughs> yeah. and and no one cares <laughs> Danny and Doris just made a good point. I think we just turned into a travel podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's things are slow right now, people. We got we got to do whatever we can to get this. Today we we are going to be globe
1: globe face. That's what we are today. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And we are round. (laughs) God damn it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's start the actual show. I think we should do that. Um, We're going to kick things off with the game that Matt and I were just discussing a minute ago: Stray um it is a now that i played it i know exactly what it is it is a puzzle adventure platformer Mm -hmm. basically where the platforming is mostly automatic
1: yeah the platforming is platforming is not really platforming it's 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 like press x to jump on the thing pretty much yeah. but it's like canned it's, yes. You know, you, like,
0: you're not controlling the cat as it jumps. You yeah, you need it. to
1: get the X to pop up. The prompt has to pop up before you can jump. Yeah,
0: and then the cat will just automatically jump up or jump down. I saw
1: some guy on Resetera who was, like, ask, asking about this game, and he's like, well, what kind of combat is it? Is there, like, combo? Like, he, like he was up, up, he was upset that it didn't have, like, a platinum-style combo system, and, and people were like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's very weird. It's like, well, if there's no juggle combos, I don't see why I'd want to play this game more than once. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well I what? see
0: Sneaky just mentioned in chat that his cat is dying. Oh, Of all days. That is, I'm, this is awful. I don't know if you guys remember last week, my mom's cat is mm-hmm. on the verge of being put to sleep, and I actually cried on the show last week thinking about it. So um, I know how you're feeling, man, and we're sending our love to you. And maybe seeing some of the footage in this game will maybe make you feel a little bit better. Um, Because one thing that this game does is it nails being a cat. Uh It is crazy how it nails being a cat. You can tell that the people who made this game love cats. And are very in tune with felines and how Mm. they act and how they react. Like This is the start of the game. You wake up as a cat and you're around three or four other cats. And the first thing that you can do is interact with the other cats, butt heads rub, rub each other, all the stuff that cats do when they're around other cats, they let you do it right at the beginning of the game. And I think that establishes the game. It's like, okay, this isn't going to be some, what that person was looking for. Um, Wait, did you say It's, it's Resetera. Is that what you're supposed to say it? It's It's not reset era. It's Resetera. Resetera. Mm, Resetera. Okay. (laughs) That's weird. Um, and it's you, I think the game tells you right away, this is not an action game. You're not going to be a cat with your claws out, like, fighting other cats. It's not like an alley cat simulator or whatever. Um, uh, the plot. So you wake up as a cat, and you're just a normal cat in the normal world. And as you'll see here in the B-roll, in the next couple seconds, something happens. And you end up falling... Like this tube basically breaks and yeah. you end up falling down. It's funny
1: because I thought when they're jumping over the various things, I'm like, Oh, this stuff's in disrepair. Like one of these days some of these things are gonna fall and they're not gonna be able to get across stuff and and that's gonna and sure enough. That's yeah, sure what enough, happens. that's
0: exactly what happened. So a piece of pipe that you're using to traverse breaks and your cat falls, much to the chagrin of the other cats that are with you. And you fall down into this other world down in the sewers. The Dead City. Called Dead City, where it's, all, it's inhabited by robots mm-hmm. and these strange creatures called Zerks. And it appears that the Zerks are taking over mm-hmm. the Midnight City. And yeah. there's this growth that's kind of happening, that's taking over. It's a little bit like um, The Last of Us or whatever. The way this stuff is kind of growing all over everything. And it's like this weird, like, alien, like, gunky whatever. And you get down to this subterranean city called Dead City, and these robots are terrified of you because you're a cat, and they have never really seen a lot of things from the real world. They they, have
1: never seen organic life before.
0: They're familiar with a lot of it because as you travel through Dead City, Mm. you come across pictures of cows and things like that. There are postcards and things that tell the robots what the real world or the world upstairs is like. But they've never been there. There's an elevator, apparently, that has not worked for 374 years, according to one of the robots. And another robot had been trying to fix this elevator for all that time and had just recently given up. And so they instruct you to go and visit this other robot who had tried to return to the world upstairs but had never managed to figure it out. And that is kind of the goal of the game, I think, is to return to the normal world. Mm. At least that seems to be the beginning goal right. i'm sure it gets bigger yeah i'm sure i mean i it already for me kind of has become bigger but i think that's the overarching thing that you're trying to achieve is to get back to the world that you came from um however you're an alley cat so i don't know that the world that you came from is all that desirable well you
1: want to get back to your family your your cat family here. yeah
0: your crew of other cats that, you, that you're seeing right here actually that you start the game with but yeah, otherwise it's
1: pretty safe to assume that they're re- they're related you think well look one of them's orange got the orange on them i mm-hmm. mean these are probably these are feral feral cats form colonies that's true there's no one around so this is this is his this is his group okay that's why they're all upset when he falls because yeah they, like, he can't i mean that's he's uh which is which is an upsetting scene it to, is to me like it's you're like oh like because he gets hurt he does get hurt when he falls but and then it kind of passes out but then he gets right back up in the next scene like it's not like a bad you know if you're worried about i've seen a lot of people asking like well i want to play this but like do horrible things happen to the cat and so far no like i mean not horrible no i mean it's, it's not a good situation to be in like yeah. you're lost among evil robot things but like it, the cat is not being tortured or hurt or maimed or anything i mean it's it's you know i don't i do not like seeing the th- I mean, it's i think it's for me it's like it's like a people say when they have kids like they can't like watch kids be hurt in movies like for me mm-hmm. i just picture my own cats in these situations yeah. and it bothers me yeah um but no so far so far other than that which i think you need you know you're supposed to feel bad and that it's you're supposed you know it's, it's the inciting incident you know yeah. that you have to a bad thing has to happen to the hero so but for me it's even more like you know like, there's things where you have to push a board down to, like, mm-hmm. cross up. You know, very basic, you know, adventure game things. But, like, whereas with a human main character, I would be, i push the board. I'm like, okay, I just walk across the board. With this, I'm like, you don't know if that board's stable. You can't right. walk across <laughs> that board. I, 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 it's like, like, it I It's kind of
0: funny that we have, I would argue a lot of people feel this way, that they have more empathy for animals than they do humans. Because yeah. well, animals they, are innocent. Right. And they don't understand, you
1: know, a, a cat may not, a cat or a dog would not necessarily understand the, Need to worry about the stability of a board, and if they fell and got hurt, they wouldn't know what to do, and that you know, no one would be there to help. Like, right. That's the concern. It's like you know, a human being I don't feel so bad because they can f- try to figure out a way to help themselves, right. Or they understand the consequences of what they're trying to do, and an animal doesn't have that. Although, the further you get, this cat is shockingly good at problem solving, yeah. So, <laughs> maybe he does understand, I don't know, you know,
0: yep. Um, so you haven't seen him yet, but the zerks are basically the enemies in the game, they're these weird, like, little Creatures that have like one glowing eye. I took. I took them to be.
1: I took them to be robots, Um, unless unless what? I took them to be robots. Oh, I don't know that
0: they are. I thought they were growing out of the goop. Yeah, but I think they're nanomachines. I think they're nanomachine based. Oh, they're machines.
1: That's my guess. I mean, they haven't said. I'm. You're further than I am, so I don't know. But um, because Zerk to me says berserk. This scene right here. Yeah, it's it's very sad. It is because Zerk to me says says berserk. So I think they're rogue. I think they're rogue machines okay that like turned against the machine i think the irony is that this is you know usually the machines turn against man i think this is the machines turned against the machines okay kind of interesting and it's probably the fault of the guy whose apartment you find the ai in that mm-hmm. helps you the yeah. robot that helps
0: you so that is ultimately what happens you as you see he's now waking up in dead city he or she i can't figure out if the cat's male or female yeah i'm actually. not
1: sure um
0: what we'll does go with he for the second i usually think the cats
1: is female but like yeah, that's odd, actually, but I do, too. <laughs> most of my cats in my life have been female.
0: Yeah. Um, so he he or she wakes up in Dead City and quickly begins exploring after he kind of gets over the effects of the, the big fall. Um, but, you know, as they say, cats have nine lives. They always, always land on their feet. It's very hard for a cat to die from a fall, by the way, mm-hmm. um, because they kind of turn themselves into little parachutes. Yeah. There's... And they create like a terminal velocity that isn't terminal. They slow themselves down enough that if they land, they won't die. Like a cat can fall from the top of a tree, and nine times out of ten, it will survive. Yeah, and there's like a
1: weird, there's a weird limit to where, like it's, it's like there's a point where like that little that trick doesn't work. So like there's a point where it's more dangerous for them to fall from a lower height. Than from a higher height because higher they can do that they can do and the, the there, there's thing. like a, there's like a specific like two foot window where it doesn't work where it's right deadly. where they can be, where they can be hurt badly. Like wow I didn't know that because that because that move doesn't if you yeah know, yeah it it's like pulling your parachute too low basically yeah yeah interesting um so it's like the, it's like the gap between like a safe jump there where they wouldn't be in danger and where they can use that fall yeah. trick yeah. Um, and if, and some a lot of them know what that is, so that's why sometimes you'll get them stuck in the tree because like they know they can't. They're like, "This is the exact it's wrong exact distance. the wrong height for this." <laughs> um, I do like that knocking things off surfaces is a major game mechanic. It's a mechanic, it's, yeah, it's yeah.
0: Like, Cause that's what cats do. Yeah. They jump up on stuff and they knock stuff over. One of the puzzles is... Mine has
1: never done... Mine have never done that. Really? Yeah, they always managed to are, walk around everything? Yeah. Or like I my mean, Luna... Somebody trained Luna before I got her to not get up on things. Oh, So she, okay. she just doesn't get on surfaces.
0: Gotcha. Um, cats walking on keyboards. Yes. You solve a puzzle in mm-hmm. this game. and Walking uh, on a keyboard. And I will note,
1: because this is who I am, the keyboard and paw placement is accurate. Yeah, like the you, you you are actually typing the note, the letters that the paws are hitting and if you step on one paw, one paw it will it will be the right letter and it will just repeat that letter while you're standing yeah. on it. It's a, it's a very detailed <laughs> it's a very detailed simulation. I was impressed by that.
0: The one thing that struck me when I first finally had control and started platforming myself was how high the cat can jump. Yeah. When I first started looking at this area that we're seeing right now, I was like, wait a minute. All this stuff is way too high. There's no way I can get up there. And oh, then no. you start to realize, oh, yeah, that cat can jump way higher cats than you think. Cats can jump.
1: Cats are you – know, I had cats that could jump 12 feet sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah, like Scrambling up the side of the wall. but like, yeah, 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 but they'll make it. The other thing that I had to get just to is um, – uh, the idea that bars and grates are not obstacles,
0: right? Because they can the walk cat can them. go through them. Because yeah. usually, <laughs> you see,
1: like a grate with a light behind it, and you're like, "Okay, I got to open that grate so I can get through." No, you can just walk through it. Or Your you cat. just are
0: trained to turn the, and go away from it because you're like, "I can't get mm-hmm. through there." It's so funny how games have built up this database of information in our minds that tells us, "Like, yeah. no, can't do that. Got to go the other way." And this game is in, is intentionally playing with that. Oh yeah, which, which is pretty smart. I mean, just. Just because what you're controlling is so small, it changes how you look at the environments so mm-hmm. much. And the the early part of the game here does a good job of teaching
1: you that. Mm-hmm. It, like, like the part, because they realize that part of what they have to do early on in the game is break you of those habits. Yep, absolutely. And this early part does a good. It, this early part is some really smart game design. Yeah, it um, is, it's, and it's still
0: entertaining and fun. Yeah, um, and, and slowly
1: eases you into the idea that like does the cat understand the neon signs directing it to like come help this thing? Or is that just for us? And the question, the answer is basically we don't know. And it doesn't
0: really matter. Well, it does kind of explain it because eventually when you get your little robot sidekick, spoiler, but it's not a spoiler. It's been in all the trailers. Yeah. Eventually you find a little robot sidekick that you get and you use the robot sidekick as like a translator. It, it, it lets you talk to the robots. It lets Mm. you talk to all the other denizens of the city um but at this point, it's just got a picture of a cat in neon saying "Follow me,"
1: and I'm right. like, I, I don't know if the cat can understand. Yeah, I think that. that's for us. That's actually. for us. Yeah,
0: that's like the sign. But
1: again, as I say, the cat is very good at problem solving, even yeah. without the AI. Oh yeah. Also, Absolutely. I love that, that you know if you have seen the 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 footage of it where it's got the AI, the, the the drone with it. It's the cat wears like this little harness thing that the drone like charges in, mm-hmm. and when you first put the harness on, the cat like flops it's the so out of the heavy. ground. And it, well, no, because it doesn't like have anything. <laughs> on, that you'll they'll do that with cones and like harness whatever you put on them they'll flatten the ground and just be like, like, yeah. sort of, like crawl around like that and it's like oh do you not like that you'll get used to it i'm like yeah that's, that's but it's like it's a really realistic Everything reaction about the of a cat, cat to suddenly having a thing on
0: crazy them. realistic yeah they have just nailed being a cat yeah and early game.
1: on i was actually a little worried because um that you saw the cut scene earlier where the, all the, the colony of cats leaves and kind of goes down the pipes and in the big sort of last of us you know wide shot mm-hmm and like, I don't think the animation's all that good in that shot. Like, yeah. they're, they're a little too weightless, they're a little too fast. And but then, like, when the gameplay starts, it's like, oh no, this is this is pretty flaw, almost flawless. Like, yeah, it, it's it's oh, the cat's
0: yeah. animation is incredible. Now, I I would like, it's like the...
1: picking up it's like picking up eco for the first time yeah. and being like, oh wow, look at how this moves.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now, I would argue the cat could look a lot better. The first shading on the cat's not great.
1: Yeah, the cat the cat could use a little more uh, visual work. But yeah. um, I'm I'm curious if we'll get a um, here's, here's the pushing stuff off the thing as a game mechanic um, I'm curious if uh, <laughs> they will maybe update this a little bit for the PS5 well, I think they will because uh, I it, judging by some of the, the state that um, certainly the state the PS the PC version is in um i think this game barely got out the door
0: now one thing i should mention actually is that our lower third is incorrect because there you can also play this on ps4 yeah a so PS4 it's not version. just ps5 that's a mistake that i made so well, i also thought bet. it
1: was only ps5 originally. yeah it's I don't not know why though when that. you buy
0: it you can choose yeah. to install the ps4 version if you yeah, want Yeah, but to. that's the first time i encountered that yeah so yeah so just a heads up if you're a ps4 owner you can also buy it and play it right now on ps4 and that's it though by the way this is a PlayStation console exclusive. This is not available for Xbox or Switch yet, uh, but also you can buy it on PC. But as Matt has said, there are lots of problems with the PC version of this so far.
1: Yeah, the, the PC version has a really bad um, um, uh, shader stutter, uh, classic classic Unreal problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently it just it it has that that hitch in it mm-hmm. uh, constantly. Now you can see um, I'm scratching the carpet with the yeah. cat
0: and i haven't figured dig, out dig, yet dig. exactly what this is
1: for i'm going to guess that that's related to like finding stuff later or something now there like... is
0: a section later on where there's like a a mark on the wall that you can scratch and i scratched it for like 20 minutes and i never burrowed through the wall so i don't know what it is for but there's also carpets all over the environment mm. i don't know if eventually it's something that matters but yeah, so far know. it just seems like it's something for fun
1: yeah so far i mean yeah so far it just seems like The people making the game were like, well, you should be able to dig on the carpet. Yeah, that's what cats do. Because you're a cat, so you can. Yeah. Um, Just like there's a button for meowing. Yes. Which has not been...
0: Yeah, so you can move, you can jump, and you can meow. And the meow is the circle button, I think. Yeah. Um, And the meow, I'm not sure exactly what it does... It meows. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> like but so I mean, far, that's as far all. as the mechanic, like, inside the game. No, it just
1: meows so far. I mean, it might, there might be sound-activated stuff later in the, you know, puzzles or something, I'm sure. Or maybe
0: you call, you can use it to call your yeah, own, you Yeah, you know, I, I could
1: definitely, see, or I could definitely see, like, teaming up with other cats later. That's possible. Oh, there's um, no, I
0: thought there was no cats in this world, though. I don't know, I'm, I'm
1: sure things could Maybe, change. you're right,
0: maybe eventually you do finally discover other cats. Um,
1: also, you use it to get things off your, off your head, like, when, when the Zerks jump on you 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 tap it to yep. throw them off.
0: Yeah, cuz there's like a chase there's chase sequences where the Zerks will come after you and you have to run away from them and they'll actually jump on you and you have to shake them off with the circle button basically. Um but other than that that's pretty much all the controls that you have in this so far. Yeah, move, jump, meow, and then there's context sensitive stuff like we just showed the the scratching of the carpet stuff. The camera in this mat is amazing. Mhm. They do a really good, really good job with it. It needed to be amazing mm-hmm. because these environments are so intricate, and there are multiple ways to get almost everywhere in this game. By the way, mm-hmm. now I will say this: I have not been rewarded with something because I went like a different way. No, although there are there are definitely
1: memory collectibles. Yep. So yeah, that'll pop like that eventually. A- I'm sure eventually it'll open up, and there'll be more dead ends were things to find and stuff.
0: Yeah, you find memories of the world above. Like, the first one I found was a poster for a video game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think it looks like there's going to be a lot of those that you need to collect through the game. I'm not sure what they accomplish yet, um, but it does appear that there's going to be a bunch of those that you need to collect throughout the course of the game. And again, they're kind of memories That's, really, that's from... a really
1: smart detail they do there, like where, where the cat hisses. Yeah. And then it licks its lips. Like, that's a, that's a cat that's under stress. Yeah, yeah. And like.
0: They're, 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 a lot a lot of work they've just nailed it they have nailed playing as a cat there's no other way to put it um so eventually you do find robots and at first when they see you they're terrified of you they Mm -hmm. one of them says like you can hang out here as long as you don't eat us they (laughs) think that cats are gonna like eat robots or whatever but it's like they've never seen one before they don't know what it is so when you first come so they across... They seem to it,
1: instinctively know it's an apex predator.
0: Right, so. yeah. When they first, they start shutting their doors, and one of them like, triggers an alarm, and um, the whole city kind of shuts down, but you come across this group of robots that are willing to talk to you, and that's kind of where, I would argue, the real adventure of the game begins. Um, because that's when you get your AI, AI robot, and there's a bunch of puzzles mm-hmm. you have to solve to make that happen, so you have your little sidekick that's going to play with you. His name is B12. Um, and Like, as soon like as you, the vitamin. Yeah. And as soon as you get him, they show you that, yeah, this guy is going to be used to solve puzzles throughout the course of the game. You come across this old adventurer's apartment, basically, and he's not there, but his old robot sidekick is still there. And you kind of rummage through his apartment, and it's kind of like an escape room. As far as like your first real puzzle in the game, you use the AI little floating robot to help you solve the puzzles. Like he can use like the keypads and he can hack stuff. Things like that. Mm. He can go places that the cat can't go because he can kind of fly and hover like a drone in a lot of ways. Um, you end up finding a code and you have to use the robot to input the code on the on the pad by the door so you can get out of the apartment. Um, it's all stuff like that. Um, there's also sections where he it's almost like a horde mode. Where he is busy doing something, and you need to distract the enemies away from him while he's doing his thing. So, there's all kinds of mechanics built around kind of that cooperative play. Um, But, you know, just a note, you cannot, someone else cannot join and control the drone. It's not like that. Uh, He comes out in very specific instances. Now, the D pad is used for a bunch of stuff. Um, D pad up lets you access your inventory. And once you, like you also collect postcards that are images obviously from the world above. And you can take that postcard around and you can show it to people. And those are, that's other kind of puzzle solving items that you use throughout the game. So to access like the postcards to show it to people, you need to tap up on the D-pad. If you tap the D-pad left, your little AI drone robot acts as a flashlight. So you can use him as a flashlight to see in dark areas and dark rooms. Um, if you tap the D-pad down, that's you. That's you asking B twelve for help. Um, and then some extra mechanics like um, there are zip lines in the games that are basically buckets, mm-hmm. and you can jump in the bucket and then control going up or down on the zip line, which is a way to get across um, lots of complicated terrain in a very easy and simplified way. Uh, most of the platforming in the game is linear and automatic as we mentioned earlier but as i said there are multiple ways to get almost everywhere in this game and a lot of it comes down to experimentation walking around waiting for the prompts to pop up that's not great honestly but it is kind of an adventure game trope um it's one of those things where you're just kind of like making the cat run around the room i almost am already at the point in this game where i get come into a room and I just run around the circumference of the yeah. room you to see, see what, what
1: you can see what you can interact with. Right. Yeah. Like classic point and click adventure game. Yeah. Style.
0: Same stuff. that If you've been playing this genre for a long time, you're going to do a lot of the same stuff that you did in typical point and click adventure games in the past. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking at this game to be like an action game, it's really not. There's mm-hmm. some action scenes, but it's not no, it's really a, an action game. No, it's a It's a puzzle solving adventure game that is also a meditation on what
1: it means to be alive.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. Um, there are other little extras that you'll come across. Like, you'll come across balls that you can bat around and play with. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's places where there's scratch points on walls. I haven't figured out yet what that's supposed to do. Um, but I have not managed to scratch through a wall yet. So I don't know what the the mechanic is they're looking for there. You can get... The cat can get a paper bag caught on its head. (laughs) And it will flip the controls. It will invert them. So everything is reversed while the bag is on its head. I don't know if eventually... That becomes a part of a puzzle solving thing or a mechanic or whatever. I feel like that's mostly just annoying. Yeah, I just I think it's just happened so far for fun. Like I don't think that there's any actual like importance to it other than like, oh my gosh, now my cat has a bag on its head and that's entertaining. <laughs> um, also, because of the way that you can go different directions to get to the same place, you will sometimes come across items and get them and have to hold them for a while. Um, Because I think sometimes there's like a a more obvious, longer way to get something. And that is tied into the quest progression. Meaning if you went that way and you got the item, immediately there's some way to use it. But there's also ways where you can get that item kind of before you're supposed to. And then end up carrying that item on you for a while until you finally get to the place where you end up using it. Um, Yeah, and as Matt said, there's things that you collect. Like I said, there's postcards. And then... There are like these posters. I don't know how else they're going to convey the collectible stuff but so far the one that I've seen is a poster for a video game and you just kind of look at it and I think you hit the circle button or whatever or the mm. square button and you just kind of absorb the information from the poster um, and then it kind of jogs your memory of what it was like to be in the above ground world. And that's pretty much all I've experienced at this point, Matt. Mm. Um, what are your impressions of this game? The game sells for 30 bucks, As we said, it's PS4, PS5, and PC, um, and it's thirty dollars. I I will be honest with you, Matt. I feel like I may have already got my thirty dollars worth of entertainment <laughs> out of this. Like I'm enjoying it that much. It's I've never played a game like this. Have you? Um,
1: I mean, there's a comparison to be made to uh, a Dog's Life, which is a PS2 game. Where I you never played, a dog. played that, um, yeah. but that was a lot more comedy oriented and kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is you know, in terms of like an actual like a cyberpunk cat adventure. This is a new one on me um no it's really it's really good so far i'm only like an hour and a half into it there, there's an example of having to realize you can go through the bars right because i wandered around that room for a while before i was like oh i, <laughs> I can just, just walk through right there. through yeah. there
0: yeah it's crazy but there's no, like really puzzles good. where like there's one room where yeah. you have to there's like four places for batteries you have to scour mm-hmm. the room to find all the batteries and then plug them into their slots yeah. like
1: it's, like there's some some of the stuff's more intricate than you think
0: yeah so i, I, I like it so far i i really like it um I tried to think of other games to compare it to, and it's always like small person, big world games, like Rocket Robot on Wheels Mm -hmm. or Grounded, stuff like that. Chibi Robo is another Mm -hmm. one, like where you're like this little thing in this gigantic world. Army Men, Sarge's Heroes, Mm -hmm. it's like that same aesthetic. Um, But I feel like this plays on that way, way better than any game that has kind of come come before it in that way. Um, And again, for thirty dollars. It's a, it's a unique experience. And so far, what I've played is handled very, very well. I feel like anybody can enjoy this. So if you know people in your life who are cat lovers, who are casual game players, get them this game. They will love you, and they will love that they bought that PlayStation or that Xbox or what. Well, I can't play it on Xbox yet. Well, I'm but.
1: gonna I'm gonna finish it before I do that
0: because I want to make sure
1: that nothing happens to the cat. Oh, that
0: could terrorize somebody. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of part of the the thing, isn't it though? I do not
1: think the game is going to kill the cat.
0: I don't either. Yeah, I don't. I think a, maybe a, a cat may die. I don't know if it's going to. be your I cat. I don't.
1: I feel like they know that that would turn too many people off. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Huh?
0: We'll see. Um, this ain't Last Guardian, folks. <laughs> They're not here to traumatize you. They're here to tell a story. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I'm a big fan of innovation and unique games. This is one of the most unique games I've played in a really long time, and it's executed extremely well. Um, so I would recommend this to just about anyone, other than that guy on Reset Era who wants it to be like a platinum hack yeah. and slash. I mean, I guess if you hate cats,
1: yeah. it's probably not going to do a lot for you. Yeah. But but yeah, if, you're right. If you
0: hate cats, you're but, probably not going to like but then it. then you're
1: anymore. also not allowed in my
0: house, so it, all, <laughs> it works out. <laughs> um... Somebody, I think someone mentioned Enslaved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's, there's
1: a comparison to be made there. That's yeah. true.
0: It's a little similar to that.
1: Because uh, Enslaved had a similar sort of like auto-platforming system to it. Yeah. That's right.
0: Reviews so far for the game have been great. Um, all mm-hmm. high 8s, low 9s, pretty much.
1: Yeah, if your fantasy team wasn't doomed, it would be a really yeah, good, <laughs> it uh, it a good pick. It would have been a really good pick.
0: Because I got it with like the 8th pick or something like that. Yep. Yeah. So I got it late, but it's not going to save me now. Um, but if you guys have questions about this game, because it just came out this morning, and so maybe some of you guys are wondering like, if you want to pull the trigger on it or not. If you have questions about it that maybe are keeping you from pulling the trigger and buying it, um, let us know and we'll answer them for you if we can. But from what I've read, the game is only about eight hours long, but $30, bucks, i am okay with that. Yeah. For a unique experience like this, like eight hours, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I even wonder if... like, I don't know if I'd want to play a game in this genre for much longer than that. Eight to ten hours is about the right length for an adventure game. It is, yeah. Usually by then, I'm burned Depends out. On,
1: sometimes you get away with you know Longest journey is like 20 hours. Yeah. But like, A, the title warns you. Yeah. And second... <laughs> um And B, like, that story is 20 hours long. Like, like, That's the thing I don't like is, like, oh, you're just padding. No, longest journey is 20 hours because that story is 20 hours long. It takes that long to tell the story. Um, But generally, I think, like, especially, like, an action puzzler, like, I think 8 to 10 is about right. Yeah. Um, That's about enough time to show me all the mechanics in the first half and give me the second half to sort of use all the mechanics to do all the clever ideas you came up with, you know, to incorporate everything you can do. And then I'm done. Yep. Like, that's about right.
0: And I'll say this, too. In the time that I played this, I never got stuck. So I didn't. I never came across any puzzles that were obtuse or weird, or where I had mm-hmm. to, like, run around for 20 minutes just trying everything over and over. The way you often have to do it with this genre, where you just go through the process of elimination over and over again um, until you figure out the exact item that you need to use on whatever object there is. There's a little bit of that in the old mm-hmm. Resident Evil games as well. saying is more like five hours long. Huh. I just Googled it very quickly how long is Stray in the the mm-hmm. results at eight hours. So. And it says more than that if you want to try to collect all the memories. So let's just settle in the middle at like six and a half or seven hours, something mm-hmm. like that. I'm still cool with that for seven bucks. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can finish Eco in like two hours. Yeah. You know, a great game doesn't have to be a long game.
0: The other thing, and we, I think we mentioned this last week as well, is that if you are a member of, I believe, the middle tier of PlayStation Plus, uh, this game a, is free. I think it's the top tier. Is it the top tier? Yeah. One of the more expensive It tried years. to sell
1: me an upgrade when I bought the game.
0: It tried to do yeah. that with me, too. But the upgrade was for a year of it. Yeah. There was no way to just upgrade for the month to yeah, get the game. Yeah, there is no monthly
1: option on, on the upgrades for PlayStation Plus. And I don't I think
0: there's any way to buy that at a store, either. Like, a one month of, like, the highest tier. No,
1: they got rid of that, I think.
0: Yeah, they started, like, weaning those out as they, the rumors started swirling about how they were going to change... How that all worked. So I do not think that you can buy just one month of the higher tier, so you get this game for free and save yourself thirty bucks. Because this, you're probably going to spend what five or six bucks extra over what you're you're spending on PlayStation Plus now. Mm-hmm. So you can't get this game for like five or six bucks. Like I think it was like a hundred or something, that, like mm-hmm. they were asking for. So um, I don't know how practical of an idea it is to say you can get this game for five or six bucks. Maybe somebody out there. We'll be able to figure out how to finagle it, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, m- to me, I would argue that unless you're you're really excited about the new PlayStation Plus and what that offers, you should probably just spend the 30 bucks on this game. The other part of it, too, is obviously if you get it free with PlayStation Plus, it's not a permanent part of your library. So if you ever draw... I wonder if you... That's actually a good question, Matt. If you drop back down to a lower tier, do you lose access to any games that you got From being a part of that higher tier. I would guess probably so. Um,
1: Maybe. as I remember the PlayStation Plus games were permanent additions to your library. Whether you subscribed or not. But I think these are... No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No. uh.
0: -uh. If you stop subscribing to PlayStation Plus, all the free games that you've been getting all these years every month, you cannot access them anymore. You have to be a subscriber. Now, you can drop and come back and they'll still be there. But you, if you're hmm. not paying, you can't access them.
1: I so I lost my PlayStation Plus subscription briefly because my credit card didn't carry over and I could still play them. Well, you didn't have the subscription? Yeah,
0: for like a month. It probably was just waiting for your subscription to lapse. Maybe. Then. Yeah. But typically, you can't. So mm-hmm.
1: I'm because One way or the other, I'm going to assume that that's irrelevant anyway, and this is like a Game Pass thing, and if you stop subscribing to Game Pass, you can't play Game Pass games anymore. Yeah. So I imagine this is the same. Yeah, I'm not, look, I'm
0: not saying it's wrong that PlayStation does that. I'm just trying to figure out for people what the cheapest way is that they could access the game. Um, yeah, Vincent says with, you, can't, gold you can't drop permanent. back down until your sub expires. Games with gold is permanent. Well, yeah, that's you true. wouldn't drop back down until your sub expires. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't want to. <laughs> well, you can't. Yeah. Because you still have the sub. That's the sub. I don't understand what you're saying there. Um, Xbox games with gold are permanent editions. PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus are not. I don't think games with gold, you can access those no, either. No, games with gold, you can. Absolutely, 100%. If you're not subscribed yep. to...
1: Games with-, games with gold was always a permanent gift.
0: I don't know about
1: that. Yeah, that is absolutely true. That is the diff- That was the difference between them. I remember that now.
0: Games with gold is only permanent for Xbox three sixty is what jill yeah. thirty one says.
1: Because Games with Gold didn't it stop? That's no. not a thing anymore. No, there's then. still it's still really? a thing. The I, thought ga- they, well, I thought the they think they ran out of three sixty games.
0: The or reason something. you think you think it stopped is because the games have become so pathetic. But mm. well, also you can't
1: find them anymore. Like
0: Well they they're better at that now. Like you can go and like there's actually now if you just tap down on the dashboard, eventually you get to a games with gold panel. That will have like all the three. I games think for that I stopped doing
1: that on the on the on the X bone
0: because they're terrible. they
1: were yeah, they weren't worth. They're not
0: worth even the you time. You're basically to clogging dread- up your full library you,
1: list to get to the you games are. you wanted to. Yeah,
0: but games with gold are not permanent anymore. Like if you drop if you lapse your subscription, you mm. do not have access to those games.
1: God, I don't. I can't remember the last games with gold thing I looked at.
0: Because they're all bad, dude.
1: It's 360 era. They were great.
0: They were amazing. I remember when it all first started. We were like, like giving oh my away gosh. Battlefield and shit. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible, it was amazing. Not anymore because they want everyone to get on Game Pass now. Yeah, they 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 want they almost want games with gold to be a deterrent to push you to Game Pass because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, why are you spending five bucks a month on Xbox Live Gold And you can spend an extra ten bucks and you can get all this other stuff? Well, then they stopped the if they stopped the 360 one a while ago. I thought because they
1: were out of 360 games. They did, way. yeah.
0: Yeah, they they ran out of games that, and yeah. they were they were right because yeah, I
1: mean it's two generations ago. You at the end of the run,
0: they were really at the, like, yeah. the dregs of the library, so I totally understand why they did it. But yeah, um, and then Vincent says they're stopping Xbox 360 games for good in October. Um, but they're gonna keep dealing with Xbox One mm-hmm. and Xbox Series for the foreseeable I wouldn't of the even know
1: where to look for that. Yeah. Um, in the in the UI, like I, I they bury that pretty
0: hard. Yep, Game Pass is right there. It's just like it got its own tab. But um, here's a question from Mister Sixty. I understand this is the studio's first game. Can you think of another studio first time out came out with a strong showing like this? That's Eco. a great question. Eco. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I mean, yeah, I, was, I mean that was the studio's first that game. Was it, that was their first game. Yeah, that's why they're called um, Team Eco.
1: I'm trying to think. But
0: I mean, <laughs> to really answer your question. There aren't a lot. No, and it depends. Like what you're <laughs>
1: talking. Like Double Fine's first game was great, but those were veterans forming a new company.
0: I think you're going to see um, in like honestly like three four three studios. Also, a lot of the Halo Four. I mean, Matt hates it, but really for a studio's first game, it's pretty ambitious and pretty polished.
1: To those people had made three Halo games already, it's, but like, I mean, that's what that's I'm quite, getting
0: at. Though, is like. What's a new studio anymore? Because there's so mm. many veterans now that can just form a new studio that like it's it's almost expected yeah, now mean, that I a new studio the, makes a great game when you go first to game.
1: the... not nah, I wouldn't say that. Like Callisto I mean, Protocol. There's I another mean, new Metro- studio. Like I don't know if that's gonna be good though. Veterans, i think it'll probably be pretty good veterans sure but like i think if you're talking about brand new studios you've never heard of like you've got you know the, the indie game world is full of stuff like that yeah like uh night in the woods journey or uh um well journey was their second or third was it? game a uh, flower was they, their they first did flower game. and they did flow before that yeah um and those were but those were good, flow was games. good yeah um uh what was it uh, hollow knight yeah uh shovel knight yeah, just do. Or just do the nights. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's tons. Indie studios. Indie typically. studios do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the question. In fact, indie studios is not even the bigger question. Is what? the second game right? It's it's not even it's not the first game is usually the thing they've had in their minds for ten years. The yeah. second game is where you got to make just it count.
0: Like, it's like um and mu- like bands with their albums. So like, we're waiting, still waiting for Silk Song. Yeah, you're right though. You're absolutely right. But it's like bands with albums. Like mm. the real test is the second album because yeah. the first album. Ori the, and the
1: Will of the, and the the the. Blind Forest. Blind yep, Forest. The first like, one, yep. That was great, too. Indie ga-
0: the indie game world is full of great first games. Yeah. It's the second one. Bands mm-hmm. are the same way. That's why yeah, you can always tell a good slump. band. The, is the second album is good. They're a good band. Mm-hmm. Because bands, by the time they make their first album, most of them have been together for like five or six years. And yeah. they've been writing songs and you're just all picking along. picking your best material and, right, over all that time. Of all that time. And then they, they release that album. Now you got to write another one in two years. In two years. Yeah. Not just write it. you got to write it. Write it, perform create, it,
1: perfect it. produce produce it it, release it
0: and that's when the rubber hits the road so it's the same deal with games um it should be easy with the first one the second one is where things start to get a little more difficult so um super massive super massive yeah um super giant yep super giant and
1: they've managed to i don't like bastion all that much but i don't think most i think most people people would say it's a great game for the most part Yep, and they've only gotten better yeah so every time yeah super giants uh, super giants are actually a a, an anomaly in that regard they just get better and better
0: oh one super master gamer brings up kena kenna yeah another great first game yeah there's actually more than i thought them when you first asked the question if we really start thinking about it so um yeah i buy it 30 bucks are you cool with what you've seen so far to recommend somebody buys the game yeah
1: i mean certainly i think if if you look at the premise and the idea and it appeals to you i don't think you'll be disappointed it's executed well yeah yeah
0: um, and it is really dry right now. So I know some of you guys, you may not want to play Elden Ring for the fifth time. You may be ready for something new. This is a pretty good choice. And there's not a ton coming in the next few weeks either. That might... If, if you're not into Xenoblade Chronicles 3, mm-hmm. that should boost your, your idea even of buying I mean, this you'll,
1: even more. You'll get this done before
0: Xenoblade. Oh, yeah. Out. You'll get this so. done by the end of the week, let's be yeah. honest. Um, if you buy it today and you have some time to play. But... But that's two thumbs up for us from Stray. Um, We'll probably talk about this again next week because Matt and I will probably both finish it in the next day or two is my guess because I am addicted to it and I am excited to go home after this is over and keep playing it. So I will probably talk about it next week. It'll be a shorter discussion and most of it will be built around um, what changed based upon what we discussed the week prior, but we'll definitely discuss it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also have some other games for next week's show too. So next week's show should be pretty good. Uh, so there you go. That's Stray. Again, it's available for PS4, PS5, and PC. It's available for 30 bucks. Although, one thing to keep in mind is the PC version is having issues right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may want to wait until they get the first patch out on PC. Um, Sounds like it. But smooth sailing on PlayStation. It runs great on my PS5, no problems at all, and looks amazing. So that's two thumbs up from us for Stray. Next up. Bayonetta 3. The funny part is, after an entire year of terrible news from my fantasy team, I actually got great news this week from my fantasy Mm -hmm. team. (laughs) We found out that Stray is good, and we found out that Bayonetta 3 is, in fact, coming out this year. They finally announced the release date for Bayonetta 3. It is October 28th. Mm -hmm. I've been Uh, saying Bayonetta 3 in October for months. You did say that. Where did you get that info from? I'm not telling you. Okay. It was reliable, obviously. <laughs> Whoever that source was, it's a good source that you should depend on in the future. Uh, but yeah, it is coming out on October 28th. Again, it is a Switch exclusive, just like Bayonetta 2 was a Wii U exclusive. It is kind of uh-huh. funny how this franchise has been kind of taken over. Yeah, you wouldn't think Nintendo would have jumped on this <laughs> it's one. like the last franchise and I would he, and have not even, guessed.
1: Like, not even like you know there is a there's a naive angel mode in three that lets you remove all the nudity and the sexy stuff yep um which is funny yeah As so a, we got
0: a new uh, release date trailer which i'll you know what i'll just fire that off right now so you guys can start watching it um and within this trailer a bunch of new information and details was revealed on the game um not the least of which was what matt just mentioned which is that this game has a naive angel mode that takes out all the nudity and the suggestive stuff. Um, it was funny how they kind of worded it actually if I can find it in my notes here um, there was a certain way that they expressed it it was very Japanese um i I'll, I'll get back to it later yeah. oh you can play you can you can play in the living room without creating an awkward atmosphere is what is what the platinum said <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever you say um sounds, but we, sounds
1: more like play with with your
0: wife in the room right mode. exactly. <laughs> There's nothing worse than playing games like this and having your wife or girlfriend walk in the room. Well, unless they're into it. Well, most are not. At least none of mine have been, and maybe only your mother would be more awkward than your Mm. wife or your girlfriend. Um, But we have, again, we have learned a lot more details from this trailer and some of the information that Platinum released along with this trailer. Uh, We learned about the plot, honestly. Um, Basically, what's happened is the world has been taking over by man-made bioweapons called... Humunculi, humunculi—I believe is how hum- you say That's it. Yeah. Um, and you—you you must stop them before reality is wiped out for good.
1: <laughs> it's like everything I did in one and two was for nothing.
0: <laughs> is this reality, Matt? What we're seeing right here—is this what we're trying to keep from getting wiped out? Apparently. <laughs> okay. It's mean, a pretty cool bar. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to keep that bar. <laughs> Um, And you must find a scientist named Sigurd in order to stop reality from being wiped out for good. Um,
1: (laughs) uh, Who's who's gender swap Dante over there?
0: The girl is named Viola. She is a new playable character. Hmm. She's also, she's apparently a witch in training. Ah,
1: we're handing the franchise off,
0: huh? And she is actually the one, yeah, exactly, maybe. But she's actually the one who clues in Bayonetta to what is actually going on with the Mm humuculi and needing to find Sigurd or whatever the hell his name is. Um, There's also other supporting cast members that Platinum mentioned. There's a named Rodan, Luca, and Enzo. But this trailer doesn't really share what they do or what role they play inside the game. Um, Another thing, too, is that this trailer features multiple versions of Bayonetta, alternate versions of Bayonetta, And there's a strong hint about the Alphaverse in this. So this is a game that's, like, set in a metaverse with multiple realities. I should also add that I watched and paid to watch this week everything, everywhere, all Mm. at once, and I was really disappointed in that movie. Hmm. I have not, first of all, Matt, I have not paid to watch a movie in I don't know how long, meaning, like, I wait till it's free on HBO. Like, I haven't paid, like a six dollar rental fee or gone to a theater in years and because all the feedback on that movie was just peerless unanimous amazing and i literally struggled to stay awake watching it
1: Hmm. that's the second best movie i've seen this
0: year yeah everybody says i like i bought it. it on 4k yeah i could not i liked it at first and it just dragged i felt like that movie could have been 90 minutes easily and it was two hours two and a half hours like, I'm like, I get it. I understand what's going on at this point. I felt like a lot of the, the devices that they started using to tell the story got old and ragged and like overused. But anyway, um, so I was surprised by that. But that movie is all about the multiverse. yeah Oh, yeah. That, that's, an, that's a really good
1: implementation of the multiverse. The multiverse is, is hot right now because uh, Avengers Endgame made it so you don't need to explain it to people anymore. Yeah. Um, try watching the best movie of the year. I think you'll like that better. What is, is it? That's RRR. R R R. It's an Indian action historical musical epic. Okay. Uh on Netflix.
0: Wow, and it's free on Netflix right now? Yeah. I will R- watch it. R R
1: R. It is the best thing I've seen in years. Wow. Oh, that's high praise coming from you, bro. I will watch it this week, I promise. It's a uh it's basically like these two historical figures from the, the revolution to throw uh Britain out of India. Mm-hmm. Uh there's they never met in real life, but there's a there's um there's a gap where nobody knows what they were doing, and this movie asks what if they met each other then and became best of bros uh, that's the movie that, that, okay. that's what that's about and uh, as it's it's as the uh, one of them is introduced fighting 400 protesters and the other is introduced fighting a tiger with his bare hands oh so wow okay it's like I it's like you' you're you're not ready for this movie just, <laughs> okay as Patrick H Willems said if you have an opportunity to see it and you do not see it you are choosing to live a worse life okay. So I'll watch, check it out. Watch everyone go watch RRR if you can access it in your country.
0: Okay. Um, yep, so as Matt mentioned, family-friendly mode is a big thing, so you'll be able to play this around people without being embarrassed. I really don't give a crap anymore, but some people may. You may live with roommates or your significant other, and you may want to uh, turn that mode on. <laughs> um, it does appear that the nudity is, like, toned down anyway. I mean, it never really had that much to begin yeah. with. It was, it was
1: more hints of things. Right. It was, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like over It, it was like barely a and, burlesque show, right? You know, like, yeah. And she's covered in hair already. It's yeah. like it's 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 weird. It's, so is Viola's outfit supposed to be hair too? Is she mimicking? That we don't know yet. Is she mimicking uh, leather with hair somehow? Because that's a neat <laughs> trick. <laughs> we don't know that. I, it doesn't look like it though. Um, I feel like that's probably just Bayonetta's thing. Like yeah, that's, that's whatever weird thing Bayonetta's doing.
0: Probably so. Um... What else do I have? I would love to
1: see a crossover with Dante at some point, though, just to see Dante's reaction to her. No. Oh. It's like, that's what?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> like, yep. Um, so they show off some things in this trailer that had not been shown off in prior trailers. For example, they show this crazy spider that initially it looks like is going to fight, but then she mounts it and rides it. Um. So I don't know how prevalent that's going to be in the game. We already know about kaiju battles, where yeah. you can summon like these virtual kaiju to fight in these battles with other gigantic monsters. I figure
1: those are like homunculi that you gain control over somehow. That's possible. Yeah. So I imagine the spider is the same. No, the spider.
0: Like... You actually you actually see her riding on the yeah. spider.
1: I feel like I've I feel like I just I saw the footage of that. I feel like I'd seen that before. I knew about the spider. The spider because I saw that footage. I'm like, oh right, the spider you can ride. I wasn't I aware know. of that
0: until I saw this. But I don't know why right. my brain did that.
1: It. You might be right too. I don't know. Like it's been, it's been the, the information of this game has been spread out so far that I don't remember what I don't know and I what I do know at
0: this point. Well, see here, she transforms into like this gigantic yeah, version of herself. Yeah,
1: she turns into like butterfly bayonetta kind of right. That one, the one uh, quick shot there reminds me of uh, that boss in Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I know I know what yeah, you're talking one. about.
1: Yeah, that one. That, that reminds me of that boss in Ninja Gaiden in the in the cathedral.
0: The art in this isn't all that dissimilar from Ninja Gaiden, honestly. No, there's also a talking spider I think is from Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, well, that you no know, that reminds me <laughs> yeah, of So you can see her so riding on top that of it. That is there.
1: that is a direct re- I think that's a direct reference to the first Devil May Cry. Oh, you're right. There is she, that spider. Where she knocks on him, like that's what Dante does before that first boss fight. He knocks on the on the giant spider scorpion. and "Says, I hope you got some power in that big body of yours." Yeah, before you're right. Fight. Like I think that's a direct well, Dante. See, it,
0: it looks like she tames it.
1: Yeah, I think she
0: she she's like taming it here.
1: Yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah, I think that's a. I and think now that's you can a Devil see McCry on reference. top
0: there, she's riding on top of the spider. Yeah, you're there.
1: Clearly riding the spider, but like I'm just saying. Like, clearly giant monsters are a big part of this. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think we pr- probably could have guessed that before we ever saw a lick of footage from this game. Uh, it's just kind of a Bayonetta thing.
1: Although I will say that Dante could just beat those monsters on his own. Right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't need to, <laughs> to tame a giant spider for that.
0: Yeah, you can see here's the turret section where you're being chased by a giant monster and you're fighting them off with a turret on a train.
1: A train with no tracks for yeah. some reason. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to see they've kept it as wild as as uh, Bayonetta
0: is, is generally has been. It looks like there's, like there's one scene, too, where she holds a beating heart. And I wonder if that's how you actually summon the kaiju. I could be. It seems like it. Um, they also mentioned already the install size, 15 gigs on Switch, which is big for a Switch game. That's a game. big Switch game. Yeah. That's a really big Switch game. Um, which means and honestly bayonetta games haven't been short in the past they've always no, been
1: pretty long no they're they're good good length i mean they're a little too long i'd, like. I'd agree with that yeah um but no they, they tend to be like 15 to 20 hours
0: yeah and it looks like you're probably going to get the same thing here with this one i mean it should be as long how long they've taken to build this damn game mm-hmm. i haven't figured out who this guy is yet of the uh, three other I characters say he's they from mentioned. the
1: other game. Yeah, i want to say he's a returning character oh really Either that or I might be mixing him up with the bad guy in Final Fantasy 15. I can't tell the <laughs> difference with anybody
0: anymore. They do all kind of bleed together. I can understand why you been, might be confused. It has been
1: that. years since I played the Bayonetta games.
0: It's either Rodan, Luca, or Enzo. It's one of the three. Um Yeah. How are you feeling about this this game now that we're starting to get more information on it and um, more media on it?
1: It looks cool. I like Kaiju. It's about all I got. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll play it. I like the other two, but it's been so long that I don't remember why. <laughs> did you What's finish it? Bayonetta two? I don't think so. I didn't. E- I didn't. No, I, I think I, I got, couldn't make it. I finished the first one. I finished the first one when it originally came out. I never finished the re like the re the when they re released it on yeah. Switch. I did not finish that, and I definitely I got a fair amount in the Wii U, but then I I don't think I ever even played the
0: Bayonetta two on Switch. I didn't. I didn't play. I played it on Wii U and I got probably halfway through before yeah, I stopped. I something about like that. that. This game is so weird, Matt. Where does, now here's the other trailer. Where the, where's the military coming from? Well, it, you know, <laughs> the military. You have fight giant monsters, but they do. <laughs>
1: It's like the first act of every kaiju movie is the military shows up and sucks and then the real hero has to step in. Usually that real hero is Godzilla. I'm just like- saying,
0: how, how, do these, how are these people rationalized in the world that we just saw in the new trailer? Well, this is the beginning before all that
1: happens.
0: (laughs) This is the reality. Which is the reality, Matt, that we're trying to keep from disappearing for all time? Well, this is,
1: like, this is, you know, this is clearly everything is not messed up yet. This is what they're trying to say. This is the beginning. Well,
0: the world. Okay, so this is, so it is a normal world on Earth. Yeah. And then this is the beginning where they start breaking through rifts, and then they take over the whole world. Yeah. Is what you're saying. And then the goal is to restore Earth back to whatever this is. Yeah, fix the multiverse, just like everything now. Yeah, it kind of is everything right now. Um, are you more or less excited for this game as we get more information? I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, it, you know, kind of. I gotta play it. Like it's gonna be all about how it feels to play, and I'll probably feel fine. Uh,
0: my guess is it'll feel really good.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I imagine a lot of the delays have been trying to get this thing to run well on the Switch. Probably because this thing's got to run at sixty. This it is ambitious for yeah. a Switch game. There's a There's lot happening denying. on the screen. There you know. is, yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know platinum. You can't release this thing with frame rate chugs. No, nope. like, that's not. I don't work. think platinum will no i would hope g- not and
0: i agree with you that's probably what has delayed this game for so long mm-hmm. is them getting it so it plays at a speed that they're happy with that'd be my guess yeah but
1: and uh there comes a time when i'm like oh maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see how it performs and see how it goes and maybe it's maybe end up being best to wait for the next switch mm-hmm. to play this on but
0: yeah it's i'm a more good, excited it's a good for halloween
1: our- game i'm glad it's making it for halloween week
0: I think, if anything, this new media is just jogging my memory of what Bayonetta is. And that's why I'm getting more excited for it. Because it, it feels like it had been gone for quite a while. And maybe, I don't know, the, the aesthetics. It has.
1: It's been forever. Yeah,
0: I guess it has been forever. So it's just kind of jogging my memory of what this franchise is all about. And it's reminding me that it's pretty flipping awesome and I should be mm-hmm. probably excited for the new one so and I'm
1: happy to see like this is more interesting to me than another angel demon thing mm-hmm. like I get bored with the the you know the weird anime take the convoluted on, on like Western Judeo Christian yeah. mythology and stuff. it's just like okay great everybody's got a like a metal halo cool this is, more, this is more interesting. At least it's a departure from the usual angel-demon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more creativity on display. Yeah, there's where I saw the That's spider That's why before. you saw the
0: spider yeah. where you saw the spider before.
1: It's even got a scorpion tail like the one in Devil May Cry. It that, does. that might
0: be the Devil May Cry <laughs> spider, for all we know. It might. It absolutely might. Um, but anyway, it's coming out so on It's a multiverse. You
1: might have pulled that in from the Devil May Cry universe. We don't know. That would be crazy.
0: That would be pretty great. That actually would be great. I'd be, I'd be down with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, again, that's coming October 28th, just in time for Halloween, just in time for me to get back from Greece. Um, and it is a Switch exclusive, and it will likely stay that way forever. So if you don't have one, you're probably never going to play mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3, because I think Nintendo paid for the development of this game. Yeah, yeah.
1: or if you, if you have Dolphin. I, mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you can. That is probably the best way to play it in terms of performance, <laughs> I would imagine. Let's but. be honest.
0: And honestly, if you own Bayonetta 3, if you own the card, yeah. I'm okay with you using an emulator. No, well, you own to that. You
1: own a Switch. Why not? Yeah, like—is
0: it actually technically illegal if you own the game to play it on Dolphin? No. Yeah, I think you're you're covered legally there. Yeah, you yeah. should be. Yeah. Uh, Especially
1: so anyway, if you do your own ROM dump, you're just backing up your own software at that right. point. Right. Yeah. Like, just don't download
0: it from the internet. Right. That's all. yeah, that's where you get in trouble. Uh, so anyway, that's Bayonetta Three coming to Switch exclusively October twenty eighth. Let's move along. We're gonna talk next when I actually when I first. Thought about having this topic in Game Face. I wanted to just discuss PlayStation's new loyalty program. But what I realized when I started thinking about it was that it is once again imitating something that the other two guys have already done. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking to myself, has PlayStation ever innovated on anything? And it really took me a long time to think of anything that PlayStation had ever innovated on. Now, one thing I will say that PlayStation does well is it takes the ideas of others and makes them better,
2: mm-hmm.
0: typically. But I really struggle to think of something that PlayStation did first. Disc-based console. mm
1: mm-hmm. I mean there had been disc-based consoles but they
0: Yeah there had been a 3DO yeah mm-hmm.
1: the uh I think they were the first to see 3D was the few, to to focus the the no, Saturn was not a 3D console. Saturn was a 2D console with a, some 3D hardware bolted on top of it once they saw what the PlayStation was.
0: But it still had 3D
1: games. It did but it was not built for that. The yeah. 3D on the Saturn is extremely weak and this yeah. is speaking to someone who's a giant Saturn fan there was no 3D capability on the Saturn to speak of because they were basically making a super Genesis mm-hmm. and then they saw what PlayStation was going to be and realized that was the future and bolted some rudimentary 3D stuff onto it and that's why the 3D on the Saturn's so weak but it's there because they saw the competition was going to be that. The Saturn if they had been left alone by so- Sony had not entered the race, uh the the Saturn was basically going to be a super 2D machine. Up but, ag- probably up against the N64 super 3D machine.
0: But wait, was I thought Nintendo announced a 3D console first? No. I thought the Nintendo 64 was actually announced before the PlayStation. They they talked about the Ultra 64 like right. but that was
1: arcade hardware.
0: Ultra sixty four was the N sixty four. Literally, were, but, but like when they right up but until when they launched.
1: talked about it, it was their arcade board. It was the Killer Instinct arcade board. Eventually, leaks and stuff became. It became clear that the Ultra stuff was actually the basis for the next console.
0: No matt, there are prototypes of the M sixty four that right where but it that is was not literally on the console. Ultra sixty four. Right, but that's that's it the had, code it name. Was only named the, to Nintendo sixty four like a couple months before right, it launched. I'm not. I'm not saying that.
1: I'm saying. No one knew that Nintendo's console was going to be that before PlayStation made their move to 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 announce PlayStation N sixty four. Basically, they call it Ultra sixty four, but we knew about the Ultra sixty four chipset earlier than the PlayStation only because it was also the arcade board they used for Killer Instinct. That was earlier. I don't earlier. think that's true, man. And it's hundred percent what happened. I was there. I was um, there. <laughs> yeah, but like, but because like, I was running an N sixty four website, was, but this was like ninety four. You know, the, the, the Ultra sixty four stuff was before that because Killer Instinct was out before the N sixty four. They went through two Killer Instincts before the N sixty four. Okay, so out. anyway,
0: that hardware would have been developed before PlayStation. That's there, there, the that question. was
1: even parallel, but, but nobody saw a cartridge based system as was it even that. My, my point is, my is it, point we're is really that place-
0: stretching trying to give three D gaming to PlayStation. Is my point because everybody well, was working on it. It was just a matter of who got it right. done well, first. Right. Well, I and think, I think the, the
1: credit you give them there is that they were first. Um, I mean, I guess technically Saturn was first, but that was only because they rushed it and that mm-hmm. tanked the Saturn. But they were first, and also in the sense that, you know, the PlayStation came out of the thing they were working on with Nintendo. So the Ultra 64 was an offshoot of the, what they were already working on or were no longer working on with Sony. So Sony at least knew that they had to stick with the 3D and that they had to stick with the CD. Nintendo realized you had to stick with the 3D, but they did not stick with the CD. And so Sony had the vision to know that those two things together were the future. And then I'm kind of out of ideas. Here's the only I will say I will say this though, I would argue it doesn't matter, because as I've said over and over and over, I'm a fan of innovation. But I do not think innovation is valuable in and of itself. And if you disagree with me, ask Sega because they were first on all this shit and they died. And yeah, but but like. Dreamcast being the first online console did not do the Dreamcast any favors. The Sega CD being the first CD console, and no, r- 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 does, none of that helps. We're not
0: talking about them doing favors to the people who created it. We're talking about it doing favors to us, the game players, and to the industry at large. Like Nintendo putting an analog stick default onto mm-hmm. its Nintendo 64 console. Nintendo 64 ended up distant second to PlayStation, but you can't deny that it completely changed the industry. And a year and a half later, PlayStation suddenly has analog sticks on its controller, and now that's just the way we play games. So that's why I value innovation. It's not because I think that the person or the company that innovates is going to mm. get rewarded for it. It's for the ripple effects that come later for the players and for the rest of the industry to help them make better games and oh, for sure, us to but, enjoy games. More. But
1: what I'm saying is, like, a lot as often as not, when you do that, you get punished for it yeah. because the first iteration of
0: something tends to be not great. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's the... The innovator's dilemma. I mean, tech, is that most times, I mean, remember, someone else is going to make all the money off of your remember, idea. Remember, <laughs> Sega was
1: the first one with an analog stick. Yeah,
0: was it analog though, or it was just a stick?
1: No, the analog stick for the Nights was it actually like you could that like, was an analog it controller. It was analog. That was a full analog stick. I thought it was on and off. Nope, nope. That was a full analog stick. I didn't remember that. And it was like three months before the N64. I mean, obviously, it was all right there up against itself, right? Mm -hmm. But technically, Sega was first with the CD. Sega was first with uh, a lot of the 3D stuff. Sega was first... With a 16 bit system, Sega yeah. was first with online play built into the console. Sega was first with uh, um, a lot. Of, they had Saddle of You, they had the online, you know, you could download games to play through subscription, Game Pass style on the Genesis. Yeah. But it didn't help them. You know? Yeah. Now they're don't get me wrong. They're a- way ahead. But, but Sony, on the other hand, sits there like a vulture mm-hmm. and waits until they're like, okay, that works. They let Let's other do that. people
0: succeed or fail with the idea. And then, and yeah. look, I, one thing I will say is that. There's also a skill I hate to admit it. There is a skill in taking the ideas of others mm-hmm. and making them better. Because how many people are
1: gonna remember Sega did all that stuff? Right. They don't. They just remember the PlayStation. I, mean, I didn't PlayStation PlayStation remember that the was Saturn a pl-
0: had a real analog stick. I literally yeah. thought it was done. Well you just had to buy the controller, Sega. fake D-pad. No no, yeah. no, 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 You
1: had to buy the the the, the analog controller, that big circle dumb yeah. thing. That you've been to buy with Knights. That was a real analog stick. A real stick. analog stick. Okay. Uh, it was not a good analog stick, but it yeah. was a real analog stick. They also had the analog triggers for the first time, yeah. you know, the Dreamcast, which broke all the time. But now, like. There is one thing that PlayStation Sega did. Sega was ahead of stuff all the time, it was. and they
0: just, it just didn't matter. It didn't matter. Well, it's because in the end of the day, what matters is the software. Right. That you use. None of that mattered
1: in the face of the fact that you couldn't buy Madden on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Innovation, my ass. Yeah. But <laughs> so, NFL
0: 2K did pretty well.
1: NFL 2K was great.
0: Now, one thing I do think that PlayStation innovated on is remote play. Can you think of any other company that did remote play where you used your handheld to control uh, games on the go from your console at home? Oh, from that? No. But I also would never want to do that. So, <laughs> but uh, still, it is technically innovation, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, some, and sometimes innovation is stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I also think of uh, Nintendo's brief obsession with plugging the Game Boy Advance into the GameCube. Connectivity. Yeah. Connect. connectivity. <laughs> Not connectivity. Connectivity. Yeah. They were very precise about what the emphasized syllable was. I thought that was
0: funny. Yeah. Plugging was, the GBA into the GameCube
1: was something Nintendo that was a whole pushed thing. for the thing. Everybody time. had a Game Boy, so you got everybody had to a cable and then now you can play Pac-Man Versus or Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle. Yeah. Finally you can get together with your friends and make
0: one of them carry a magic vase for the whole game. well um, I went to I think it was Space World in 2000 or 2001, I can't remember which year it was, but they had Kirby Tilt and Tumble there, right. and the way it was set up was you would play it on the GBA, and if he would fall off the world in the GBA, he would fall into the into world the, on the GameCube. Yeah. And I think they ended up releasing Kirby Tilt and Tumble on its own, and it had none of that stuff in
1: yeah, it. Yeah, if I recall, that was, just a, you just, that was just a GBA game. Yeah. Like, you just played it. Ultimately, it, it was. It had, like, the gyro in the cartridge, right. and you just yep. play it like that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, so they, Nintendo tried to innovate kind of in the same space, yeah. but ultimately no. But they one's always really had the it.
1: problem where it was like, no one cares. Like yeah. there, there was always, you know, there were a lot of solutions in search of problems there. Although I think you know, like the idea is cool, and mm-hmm. especially because you are capital- pac Man
0: versus was a versus great, but and it like, was like one application. Yeah, it was one order. thing, to, and really what it
1: came <laughs> down to was how much work it took to get it all set up it, yeah. was like, it was like everybody's got to get the cables everybody's got to play, and everybody's got to sit a certain distance from the gamecube because they're all tethered and like the cables weren't long enough um but it was fun you know it was fun
0: um it just wasn't quite rock band yeah you know this guy by the way is from almost like 10 miles away from where i'm from in pennsylvania hmm. i found out like not that long ago he's he's from like harrisburg pa and i'm from carlisle they're literally huh. 10 miles apart i'm like That's what it's is, Small world it is. So there's just something. What's his about, name? Sid or something? I don't remember his
1: name. But yeah. I, I just some, is there something about the environment there that leads to that hair? Yeah, I
0: don't know. You got the same haircut. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny. The other thing that I would argue is the coal. It's the coal mining <laughs> it makes it dark. There's no coal mining nope. in Pennsylvania. That's West Virginia. Yeah, that's a
1: different state. Yeah. Um,
0: one the other thing that I'm I, I think sure there was
1: coal in Pennsylvania. Not really. No. What does Pennsylvania do? Amish. <laughs> <laughs> That's your major resource, Amish. is the Amish.
0: <laughs> steel. In Pittsburgh, it was steel, steel. back okay. in the 70s and 80s. Here's something else that I think PlayStation innovated on, and it's hard to find things, but I think the haptic feedback on the DualSense controller is innovative.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it's another, we're taking the ideas of others, and we're implementing on it, and iterating on it, and making it better. And But otherwise... It's really hard to find anything mm-hmm. that PlayStation is innovative Yeah. On.
1: I mean, and I will go, I mean, I will again, I will say that, like, it's not that hard to find innovators. Someone will always try to do something first to stand out. I much more value the people who perfect things.
0: <laughs> Fire Native says, Sony made the Knack series, so that should be good enough. Mm. <laughs> uh, Sneaky says, the iToy paved the way for Kinect. Did it? Uh, maybe, but, like,. Who
1: wants to claim credit for that eye toy but i think that's where we're at though as far as like i mean see that that's what you get when sony innovates is that <laughs> is, is that stupid card game <laughs> thing that i was stuck watching for 20 minutes on that e3 stage that one yeah. time like that press conference where they spent 20 minutes what was that called eye of destruction or something yeah like that? or eye of judgment eye of judgment yeah that yeah. card
0: game it, <laughs> that augmented reality card yeah. game yeah that was kind of innovative for the yeah, time. That was ahead of its time,
1: yeah. but again, no one cared. No one cared,
0: yeah. It does always seem to be the guy that iterates that ends yeah. up being successful with stuff over and over and over again in our industry. It seems to work out that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... People, direct, direct line from the eye toy to the HoloLens. <laughs> so. People, in our or whatever for whatever reason, people who love games do not go out of their way to support the guy that does it first. Mm-hmm. They just don't. It's interesting.
1: Well, because so. in terms of software design and engineering, usually the the one that comes first isn't that good. Yeah. Like, what are you going to support them for? You know, like I mean,
0: Labo is a good example of that. Sure. Crazy, innovative, but oh, yeah. it sucks. Well, who cares? So who can yeah. connect? Another good example of it. Mm-hmm. Crazy, kind of innovative, but sucks. Nobody wants to use it. Yep. Um, so it's it's interesting, but you still need the progenitor. You still need the first person to do something so that everyone else can iterate Mm -hmm. on it. So, thank God for those companies that are willing to stick their necks out and try these things so that they become better on down the road. If we didn't have those people, who knows where our industry would be? If we didn't have Nintendo, think about all the stuff that Nintendo has innovated over the years, just over and over and over and over again, just time and again. It keeps coming up with new ideas and has the guts, or some people would argue, the stupidity to put them out. That yeah, would more stay yeah. stupid. <laughs> I mean, it did finally pull back on the uh, Vitality Sensor. Yeah. They, That's they, where it they, decided they, to draw the line. Yeah, that was
1: where the line was. We Music wasn't <laughs> it, but this was... I mean, look, as an old school Sega fan, like, I can't really get behind that idea too much because it sounds too much like sending these these people to their deaths. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's like, hey, I love Sega and everything you're making, and I don't get that anymore, really, because they innovated too much and died. Yeah. And, like, so, yeah, innovation kind of blows if you're the person doing it.
0: <laughs> Swanlin brings up that the 3DS had those crazy. You of all
1: people should recognize that having built this website. No,
0: you're right. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking when we first started discussing this. I'm like, oftentimes the person who does it first, like
1: you're gonna you're gonna shut sifted down at some point, and then like a year later, someone's gonna like make another version of it, I know. With, and it's gonna be the new. Like, I know. I almost call it the new Fark.com. How fucking dated! How fucking dated is that reference? <laughs>
0: ah, that's dated.
1: What what the hell is wrong? with Well, then with me?
0: sifted would be the Fark.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: in that <laughs> yeah. case. <laughs>
1: and you versus the Facebook,
0: right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. I know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to come along because the idea is brilliant. Like yeah. who, who doesn't want control of their social media feed? Mm-hmm. Who does not want to say f you to the algorithm and say I'm going to take control of that? And I want to. St- I want to decide what I see on my social media network. It's. I'll be honest with you, Matt. It is. It's jaw dropping to me that no one has approached me to buy Sifted, like mm-hmm. IGN or GameSpot. GameSpot needs to do something because literally. We're running the games channel on Sifted with two people. Yeah. So think about that. If you blew Sifted up to what it should be, which covers politics and sports and all these different things, you need one or two people on each one of those. This scales... So cheaply, yeah. If you and blow that easily. up, to, if you blow
1: that up to IGN size and call it like the feed, right? Like that's that future thing where yeah. everyone gets their information I know. through one. It's like, gonna crush
0: of, me. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. I mm. know it's gonna happen someday. Yep. and I'm gonna be the guy that they talked about that like maybe two percent of the people that use the new thing yeah, is gonna, gonna realize. It's gonna
1: be like when like Nintendo and Sega were. Like duking it out in the 16-bit when they were huge and people would like interview Nolan Bushnell. Yeah. And be like, hey, you made Pong, right? Yeah. And he's
0: like, yep. Doesn't yep. help you when I'm looking at Sonic the Hedgehog, does yeah. it? Yeah. I'm there, dude. I understand it. But it's but you're right. I'm living it. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. live it probably for the rest of my life. What happens to a lot of other innovators yeah. and you, sadly, are, you are Sega. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> that's just kind of the way the world works. Um yeah. to get a little more specific on this new program from PlayStation, it's called PlayStation Stars. It launches later in 2022. Um, Basically, it's just a rewards program where you get rewards for stuff just for doing things you normally would be doing anyway. Um, You earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities. There's a monthly check-in campaign, which requires you to play any game to receive a reward, while other campaigns will require you to win tournaments, earn specific trophies, or be the first player to unlock a platinum trophy for a major title in your local time zone. Hmm. That could get pretty big, I think. That's going to happen in hours. Right. I mean, people are... The race is going to be on for Mm -hmm. people to get... I mean, just look at how many... I am shocked at how many people care about platinum trophies and, Mm -hmm. like, go and try to get platinum trophies. Well, I think one
1: of the... One of the only things that I think has helped keep the trophy and achievement thing relevant is that they started putting the percentage of players who have them Mm -hmm. on them. Right. And that's the incentive because it used that to helps be motivate. it used to be comparing the trophies to people on your friends list which is mm-hmm. now almost impossible to do because it's buried 14 button presses in yeah. the UI but now when you can look and be like oh only like 0.01% of people have this trophy i'm going to go for that like Yeah, that's that's the that's the incentive now it's comparing yourself to the whole world yep um, and every once in a while it's weird to see what people do, do and don't have in yeah. games it's like
0: yeah um, or when
1: you when you when you can like kind of hit a point you're like where you, where you start keep unlocking you know, if it's, a game's been out for a while and you get to a point where, like, all of a sudden, like, you were unlocking story trophies, and they were, like, 60%, 80%, and now they're, like, 30%. You're, like, oh, this is where everybody stopped playing, mm-hmm. like, like, this chapter. Yeah. That's that's always interesting. It's, it's an interesting, you know, like, bit of telemetry to get. Um, I can see that being, like, a competition between, like, essentially platinum trophy speedrunners on Twitch. I'm sure they do that already, but now if you're competing for actual recognition on you know the PlayStation OS or on that yeah, PlayStation globally. Network, like that's a that's a thing, it's a big deal. Yep, uh, members, it's a big deal to a certain certain people. True. Yeah, uh,
0: members will also be able to earn loyalty points, which can be redeemed in a catalog that may include PlayStation Network wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products. PlayStation Plus members enrolled in PlayStation Stars will automatically earn points for purchases on PlayStation Store. Uh, will also offer in the PlayStation Store will also offer digital collectibles which are digital representations of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, such as figurines of characters, blah, blah, blah. And the big important thing here that they even bothered to mention, because they needed to, is that they are not NFTs. Mm. (laughs) It's odd. It's funny that we're at a place where they needed to mention that in the official press release for PlayStation stars. Um, What do you think about this in general? Considering what the NFT thing has done to GameStop in the last week or
1: so, sales down 93%. Ninety three percent. Don't get in NFTs, kids. Yeah. Nobody holy wants that. Holy, that's bad. Unbelievable. Like what
0: the, is his stock price at now?
1: I, I is don't the know. whole Wall Street Best all, thing over now? It's yeah. all done. Oh, that was long ago. Yeah. This is they everyone's just deciding what to do with the corpse at this point. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Isn't there kind of a similar thing going on with AMC right now?
1: Um so that's still happening, I think. A little bit, but I'm not too familiar with that. Yeah. But I think it is a similar it was a similar
0: Yeah, there's like a bunch of people trying to short it or whatever. Yeah, that was a long
1: time ago though. I don't know what happened since then.
0: I think the AMC thing's still happening. Mm. I think it still hasn't resolved itself or whatever the way GameStop did. Um What do you think about this new PlayStation Stars program, Matt? Does it hold anything for you that you're interested in? No. Like you're not gonna race people to the platinum trophy no, or anything. I,
1: don't, I mean, I this it's like the games with gold I guess that is games with gold now, it's like the weird daily quest thing. Yeah. And Nintendo has their rewards thing. They all do, yeah. I don't care. I'm
0: constantly getting emails yeah. from Nintendo and Xbox like, you yeah. earned all these points. But and you I'm all like, these po-
1: it's like, okay, I tra- trade in all these points, a thousand points for like five cents off something. Or for like, like a bars. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Don't...
0: Like, you have to make it something worthwhile. And I do not see anything in this program that's alluring to me. No. Nothing. I'm not going to race people to a platinum trophy. I don't think I have a single platinum trophy. I have a number of platinum trophies, but they, they took me a while. Yeah,
1: you know? I don't think I have any. Like none. What do I have? I have uh, the Spider Man's, and I have uh, God of War, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, I think the Shadow of the Colossus collection, uh, the remaster of of that, and I have. You uh, don't
0: stumble upon platinum trophies. No, you got to work for. You got to work for them. You have to like do research and like.
1: Ghost of Tsushima. I have the platinum for that. yeah, but it's, it has to be a game I really... Or Horizon Zero Dawn. I Games have that, that you really like. Games I really, like. really like. Yeah. like I want to get everything out of.
0: Yeah. Like, do I care if I get a little digital figurine? I don't. No. I don't care at all. Also, because there's no way... Who cares? Like, no one's ever going to see it. Like, like and,
1: There, and like, to your there point. is no way... I never look at people's profiles. I never look yeah. at other someone else's avatar on Xbox or anything like that. Like, I don't know what anyone's doing. Like, yeah. It's, really, it's, the only thing that matters to me...
0: There's no is community to the it. discounts. But to yeah. your point... You have to buy like 20 games and then you get like a dollar off, like mm-hmm. a game. It's like, it's not worth following or tracking. I get if you're a little kid and to you a dollar is like a million dollars, like, okay, fine. I mean, not today.
1: Maybe not anymore. We were, maybe when we we're kids. <laughs>
0: not right now. But kids don't understand money and they think $5 is they're rich or whatever. Kids'
1: allowances like, now are like 40 bucks a week or something. I wonder what they world. are, I'm actually. Like, I'm
0: like, what the? Like,. <laughs> My, I, I you, never got an I used to mow thing.
1: lawns for quarters. I,
0: I would mow a lawn that took me all day. I would start at 9 a.m. I would get done at 6 mm. p.m. When I was like 12. And it took everything I had just to push that mow. I'd get $10 mm. for
1: Uphil. a whole
0: day's work cutting grass. And that lawn
1: was uphill both ways.
0: <laughs> I just kept going from one house <laughs> to the next, straight up the mountain. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, this PlayStation Star is I don't even understand why it's really doing it. It really does just feel like... feels like because like, the others are doing it. Exactly. It, just, it feels like, like that's the, the only like the, reason. Just uh, like
1: the PlayStation Plus giving away games. Yeah. Like, you know, the Game Pass thing. Like, it's... Sony's it's like, putting it's like all, the 3rd says, yeah. follow the leader. Sony's putting all this stuff in place in case it becomes the new hotness and they need it there. Yeah. That's it's, all. it's
0: funny. PlayStation is always following the leader, and then it, be, it becomes the leader by following mm-hmm. the leader.
1: And by doing it better. Yeah.
0: And by doing it better. That's However, the, in this case... I don't know that that is true. No, it doesn't
1: look like anything different. Yeah. A, you know, who knows what they'll do in the next few years. Like, yeah. But as of right now... They might have some ideas. Yeah. You know.
0: But as of right now... Or maybe do uh,
1: Nintendo has some ideas, and then Sony will be like, oh, let's do that, but with this. And then everyone's like, oh, that's great. I've never seen that before, because you're not paying attention. Yeah. That's the other thing. Is like, there's, there's a weird balance between, like, to make these programs really effective, you need to be a little more in your face about what they are, and like that you can do them and take advantage of them and what they, ha- what they have... But also, if you are more in your face than they are right now, you're just going to annoy people. Yeah. So there's, like, no, there's like a lose-lose situation there where, like, if you do it too much, it feels like spam. But if you don't do it enough, nobody knows it's there. Yeah. I forget it's there yeah. all the time. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll play something on the Xbox and be like, oh, your daily quest is right. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And and every once in a while, I remember that that's where that there's, like, a, a icon for that. And I turn in and it's like you turned in 435 daily quests because I haven't opened the app since like 2021, <laughs> You've you have know? never done it. It's just, you know, it's just building, building, building. That's what would have happened to me. Yeah, like, I you know, guarantee like, it. Oh, wow, I got 20 cents off. Neat.
0: <laughs> all that, you're right, for 20 cents. It's not worth it. So
1: Nintendo's rewards where you get the coins for buying things on their website, like, that is a better reward system because those coins are worth actual But that discounts.
0: used to be better than it is now. That too, yeah. Like when it first started, I actually redeemed stuff all the oh, time. Yeah. I got a lot of cool collectible stuff from that. Now, yeah, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. And so, some of that collectible
1: stuff used to be really valuable because yeah, you could just turn around and sell is. it because you can only get it through you that you can only
0: get it through that system yeah like the mario hat remember mario
1: hat there was like a, a zelda statue there was There's a, tons of was stuff. stuff that was like yeah. super valuable like and i still have a, like a lot of me. it
0: i still have like little suede bags yeah. that hold like your, your i have a little uh a like,
1: little, little plastic control. it's like a hanafuda set it was like oh, yeah. an anniversary hanafuda set cause those like, cards because that that's they what nintendo was founded to do to make those cards yeah which is it's, cool, but I like you know I I'm not going to like a lot of weird Nintendo tchotchkes like that, but like that was cool because it was like a reference to Nintendo's origin and yeah. I thought that was neat. It's like, but, but they even don't Nintendo have was like, like whoa, anymore. let's
0: pull back on this a little bit. It's yeah, like, wait
1: a minute, you guys like this a little too much. Exactly. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's what happened, and so it pulled back, and so now all the programs are just I think forgettable and not worth the. No, I'd word. agree
1: with that. I don't. I I look through sometimes and be like, oh, what is it? No, I don't care. Like that's dumb. Yeah. Or, or if it's like I get through like three layers of screens and I still don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm done.
0: I don't care. I don't. I don't need to know that. Yeah, because you had to. If it was
1: good, you'd tell me sooner. Well,
0: it's basically. crazy too because like you'd buy a Nintendo game and it would the it would come with a code printed on yeah. like the instruction manual. Go redeem this now. And then you go to Nintendo Rewards and plunk your little code in there and get yeah. your reward points, and then you had to get so many before a cutoff, right? Like to get the Mario hat. You had to get X number of yeah, coins. Every,
1: it was like one per annual. It's like which, every year there's a Yeah, which
0: could convince people to like, oh, I'm like 10 coins short of getting that Mario hat. I need to go buy a game. Yeah, I'm going
1: to go buy a cheap 3DS game. That right. Has code to get that code. Could, yeah.
0: It's crazy. But that doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. That's how you
1: motivate people. Yeah. That's also when you can go buy games in stores.
0: <laughs> um, Swanless says they need to make the points go towards limited physical stuff you can collect to make it worthwhile. Yeah, like the old Club Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says he got a sweet Zelda puzzle. Yeah, I think all of us got yeah. a pretty cool something from Nintendo
1: back I then. Have thing. I, I have this one. I can't remember what it is. It's like, a, it's like a big grid of Mario things or something. I don't want it, but I've had it for years, and I can't find
0: anyone to buy it. I was like, get this thing out of here. Um, Danny asks, have you ever finished a Telltale game? I finished a lot of them. Yeah, i think finished yeah. several of them. Yeah, I don't know why he's asking that. I don't know. Maybe because you get a Platinum just for finishing a Telltale game? Oh, yeah. Usually, the Platinums on Telltales are not difficult. Oh, I don't have any platinum so I've checked my trophies before. So you can go I
1: think you can go back and just very quickly go make the other decisions in Telltale games uh, and then that's pretty much all you can do to get the platinum for those. Yeah.
0: Vincent says Nintendo still does send you physical stuff today.
1: I think, yeah, they do. They, it's just not nearly as cool as what they used to. Yeah. That's the problem. Like that Zelda puzzle and the... There and was the, tons
0: of cool stuff. Yeah. There
1: was and a lot of stuff. And stuff you could
0: only get. They put like controllers up there that you could only get through yeah. that system. Yeah, now, now you just can't get them at all because they're, <laughs> they sell out in five <laughs> seconds. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's PlayStation Star's loyalty program launching later this year. Both Matt and I are saying don't get too worked up about it because it's not really I mean, I guess if attention. you want to, you can. But like, It's I just going to happen anyway. Yeah. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> Maybe eventually something good will come out of it. Yeah, just... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who's yep. it going to hurt? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next topic. If you like animals, today's Game Face is for you. Because we are talking Mm. about animals on Game Face 308. So we already talked about Stray, which is an awesome game about a cat. And we're going to talk about a game where you play as a fox. It is called Extinction is Forever. You play, the game starts, and I'll just get the B-roll running here so you guys can follow along. The game starts, you are a Fox on the run. The woods around you are burning down, and you're looking for a safe... And right
1: right above you is the indie font, so you know it's going to be bad.
0: (laughs) You are running from a forest fire, and you're looking for a safe haven to get into. You finally do find one, and you give birth to a set of cubs. And once you give birth to the cubs, it is your job, obviously. Does the game call them cubs? I believe... Because the baby foxes are kits. Are they kits? I don't as far as I what, know. actually. I don't remember what they call them.
1: I don't know. I, I'm just I, saying that. I now that I see this game, I know. I, I know I've seen the trailer or something. But mm-hmm. when you were talking about this earlier, I'm like, I don't know what that is. No, really, I never. I did not remember this at all. This is also because this coming is out. kind of. Uh, you know, I'd be interested in this
0: too. This just, just came out today. Okay, so I actually got early review code of this to play it before today's show, and the embargo is today. So the, the timing actually worked out perfect. Uh, but anyway, you play as a fox, and eventually you escape the forest fire, and you find a safe spot where you give birth. To your kits, is that what they're called? Foxes. As far as I know, baby foxes are called kits. Okay. Yes. Um, you give birth to a bunch of kits, and at that moment, you can actually choose their colors. And I'll just tell you right now: don't blow this off, <laughs> because you have to protect these cubs. And if you color your cubs dark, it eventually can, at certain points, can be very hard to spot the cubs hmm. in on screen. And the cubs can die. And the cubs will be attacked by predators. And it's not obvious when your cubs are being attacked by predators. And so if you color your cubs a bright color where they stick out in the natural backgrounds, you're more likely to pick up on the fact that your your offspring are being attacked and you're more likely to save them. I am speaking from personal experience because... <laughs> One of my cubs died. I did not even know it was killed. I had no idea. I got, the way the game works is you are the mama fox and you're trying to take care of your cubs. Now your cubs, when you first start the game, they all stay in the den. And I I know I keep calling them cubs. I'm sorry about that. They stay in the den. You have to go out and find food for them and then bring it back to them so that they can eat and stay alive. Well, after you do that for a handful of days, they start leaving the den with you and start traveling with you as the fox, but you still have to do the same stuff. You still need to make sure that you're feeding them. Now, it is nice to not have to run all the way back to the den to feed them, kind of what, once you get past that first week, um, but it presents a whole other set of dangers, meaning that they are now out and about, and people want to kill them. And I mean people, literally, people want to kill them, not just predators. Because this game, as you can see by the lower third, has an ecological message. And if you haven't picked up on it already uh-huh. by watching the first like two minutes of the footage, it starts with a forest fire and then leads to man infringing upon the wildlands that foxes need to survive and thrive. And that is a big message in this game. So eventually it's not just predators that are trying to kill your offspring. It's the humans, the people who are at these sites like running mm-hmm. the the operations, the farmers that you come across Man
1: oh. is in the forest.
0: Yes, Let, because... Let's dig out. Because they're, is, they're taking over the forest. So mm-hmm. as they're like logging and setting up all these other environmental disasters in the area, the area that you can safely roam, become it shrinks and becomes smaller. And I will say this, Matt. There have been tons of games that have tried to send an ecological message that sticks with you. And I'll be honest with you, like... We have friends who made what was the PlayStation VR game Jupiter and Mars. Like our friends made that game. Oh, the the Dolphin game. Yeah, yeah. James Milky and yeah. Sam Kennedy made that game. They're good friends of ours that we've known in the industry for 20 years and I played the game and I enjoyed it, but ultimately the ecological message Hold didn't next to give birth, huh? Yeah, this is this is the birth right here. So, I enjoyed playing that game, but it did not, the ecological message did not stick with me. This one did because it is embedded into the game so heavily. And as the game goes on, they start infringing more and more on your land, so you get squeezed out. So this is your first den that you get in the game. And you use this den probably for the first hour and a half of the game. But what happens is over time, man starts infringing on the area around the den. And you get shoved out. And you have to journey way afar from the den to find a new den. And then you get that den. And slowly over time, again, mankind starts infringing. They start building stuff around the den. It starts to get to the point where every time you leave the den, there's a human walking around. And the humans will kill you. Literally kill you. They'll shoot you with a gun. They'll beat you to death. They'll pick up your your offspring and like throw them down. Like it's it's pretty burly. Again, if like animals getting hurt bothers you, I would argue this game is probably the one you want to stay away from because Mm -hmm. it's real. And these little puppies, they die. Like there was one time, like I didn't even realize that one of my offspring had died. And I was running along and I saw this icon like pop up. It turns out an owl had flown out of a tree and was killing one of my... Kits, so I had to run over and like attack the owl and get the owl off, and then then the the kit was injured, and you have to go through this process once they're injured to get them back to health so that they can run at full speed again, because then they're they're vulnerable, because that's the way the wild works. If you're vulnerable, you're in trouble out in the wild. Endling, and so the endling extinction is forever. As you play this game, you start to understand what it's like for wildlife whose forests are being destroyed by capitalism, basically. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so it just keeps pounding the point home because it becomes harder to play the game because of what's happening to the environment around the foxes. Hmm. It's powerful, I'll be honest with you. Now, the way the game plays, and now you're getting to see kind of how it actually plays like on a day-to-day basis, you play it by day, so you have a timer. And when the timer for the day ticks down... You start to become exhausted. And your pups start to starve because you have to keep feeding them. They have there's so there's two meters. See the the meter just in the middle of the lower third there? It has like the, the four dog heads and then the green meter. The green meter is their hunger meter. So you have to constantly go out and hunt. And you have to you hunt for fish in ponds and lakes. You hunt for rabbits that hide in like those haystacks. And as the fox, you have mechanics that help you do that. So you have a scent; you can smell the prey, and it will show you. They're almost like waypoints in the game. There's different colored ones. So a green scent trail is basically an enemy that you can that you can find and eat. Then there are like um, like fuchsia colored ones, and they actually take you to the parts of the map that move the plot forward, and will ultimately result in humans moving closer to your den and things like that so you're seeing a green one right now that's leading the fox to food once you find the food you have mechanics to actually hunt so you have like a an ability to sneak and you have the ability to smell and if you sneak up close enough and then you hit the attack button you'll jump into the haystack that has the enemy in it and you'll literally bite the rabbit or the rat or whatever it is jump out of the haystack and it At first, you have to take it back to the den, but then after a while, your cubs start to follow you, and you just drop it on the ground, and they eat. So not only can the kit, the baby foxes, die, not only can you, the mother fox, die, you're killing other critters to keep your offspring alive as well. So again, if animals dying bothers you, this is definitely not... Well, there you can see. I just Mm -hmm. jumped in there. I got... I think that's a rat. And now I have to return it all the way back to the lair. Um, the meter, the day meter did show up. It's kind of like a, an arc. And when it gets to the end and it's like the day's over, you don't die. Um, and they, there is kind of a lot of leeway as far as that's concerned. The cubs can die though. The offspring can die back in the den if you don't get the food back to them quick enough. Um, so you have to kind of monitor them over time. Your kits, your pups start to learn skills. So the first skill that you learn is jump or that they learn is jump and that'll let them jump over gaps and they'll be able to follow you places that they weren't able to follow you before eventually they learn how to slide in in through like thin cracks i think there's five or six skills total that they eventually learn over time and it does matter which of the pups learn the skills because if one dies and it has all the skills suddenly you've lost your ability to traverse large parts of the level. So the game is basically on rails. As you can see, you can't free run through the wilderness. You're on a track, and there are diverging paths where you go one direction or another. And there's a map screen that you can go to that will show you um, where the, I guess what I would call trigger points on the map, basically areas that you need to visit that will fire off a cutscene and move the story forward and ultimately lurch the game forward itself. There are memories that you have to discover. So very early on in the game, one of your offspring gets taken by a human. And really, the big overarching goal of the game, other than keeping the other ones alive, is finding the one that was taken. And there's a different color scent marker for that. And basically what that does is it takes you to these places where you relive these memories. You can see where your pup was taken, who took them, what was happening. And... Those also serve to move the plot forward. Once you get, like, they're grouped into, like, three memories at a time. And there's, like, this sect, there's uh, an interface of nodes, basically, that you have to complete to finish the game. Each node is three memories. So, and there's probably, like, 10 or 12 nodes total. So you have to discover these, these points where you see these kind of holograms play out of what happened. Where the pup went, who has the pup, etc. Now, not everybody in this game is a bad guy. You'll come across people who will feed you. They'll give you apples. You discover this house that is mostly comprised of the people who have been trying to kill you. But there's a little girl there. And the little girl loves the baby foxes. And so if you can find her when she's away from the other people, she will also feed you. She'll open up new areas of the map for you. So you do have some allies that kind of work with you as you try to rescue your lost offspring. I love this game. It is powerful. There have been some moments in this game that literally like shook me. Um, discovering... Now, I will say this. Discovering that one of the pups had died and I didn't even know it was quite the eye-opener. I was like, wait a minute. Because what happened was one of the dog icon, the dog mm-hmm. head icons on the bottom like grayed out. And I noticed that first. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I left the pup somewhere. Because you can leave them behind to adventure places that they can't get to. Now you need to go back... And this game also has a bark option. And in this game, unlike the meow in Stray, if you use the bark in this, it calls the pups. They will come meet you at that point, if they can. If you're in a place where they can actually traverse and get to you with the skills that they have and blah, blah, blah. But So it's kind of like Pikmin's Whistle to get them all together. You can use the, the howl or the dog bark in this to get them to come back to you. So I thought that, like, oh, I just left a pup out there and now I need to go out and get him No, the the pup was dead. Unfortunately... Um, and I don't know, honestly, I have not finished this yet. I don't know what happens if you lose all of them. I don't know if it no, starts nothing over. Nothing good, I would think. But if the mama fox gets killed, and there's sex, there's, like, a lot of this game is stealth, also. Um, this is them stealing the one pup, by the way. This is, they use, like, a toy. They throw it in the den to draw the pup out, and they snag the pup. But, and I lost my train of thought about what I was talking about before that. But, um, this game is basically for every platform. It is out today it is also 30 bucks I've already got my thirty dollars out of this game it is worth every penny I believe again if you're in and here's what I was talking about these are like the memories that you see throughout the mm-hmm. game that if you have to discover these in order in order for the plot to move forward um, but it's 30 bucks it's available for pretty much everything if you're an animal lover there are some tough moments in this I'm not gonna lie um, but I think those moments help. With the impact of the good stuff that happens, if that makes sense, yeah, you, you kind of need the bad to appreciate the good, if that makes sense. Um, but I've really, really enjoyed this game. Um, and again, it is available for everything. Do you have any questions about it, Matt?
1: Um, not really. It seems pretty straightforward. I mean, other other than like you'd be getting into spoilers at that point. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: It seems cool.
0: This is a. Probably well, Stray now is probably the best indie game I've played this year so far. But this is right up there. This is going to definitely be in my in, in my mind in my Game of the Year awards when I'm thinking about best indie game of the year. Now, again, some people may be put off by the lack of movement. It is it does play a lot like an adve- a typical adventure game in a lot of ways because again, you're on like a predetermined path. You can choose which way you run, but not really. It kind of reminds me of like a VanillaWare game. Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of a good way to put it. Now, you'll get chased by humans, and it is intense because there are certain parts of this in the map where you have to, like, dig to get under a log, or you have to dig to get under a fence or whatever, and so when you're running away from the humans that are chasing you, and they have, like, an axe, and, like, they get to you, and they hack you with the axe. Like, it's not, like... I don't know if kids should probably play this game, honestly.
1: I don't know, man. I grew up watching Watership Down. Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching
0: Evil Dead, so... (laughs) But, yeah, but animal cruelty was a basic plot point in yeah. kids'
1: movies when we were kids.
0: <laughs> there are some parents who may not want their kids to experience stuff like this. So I'm just giving a full warning to people who are watching this who have kids um, that there's stuff like that in the game. And what, actually, I now remember what I was going to talk about earlier. There's a lot of stealth in this game. So the humans with guns, like a lot of times there will be like a roundabout that you need to navigate. And the human with the gun will be in the center of the roundabout. And the you are on the I... fringe. Mm. and he will have a gun with a flashlight taped to it, so he will his the light will shine, and you have to wait for the light to go away and then run very quickly through that section of the opening and then get to the next one, rinse and repeat to get around them. And sometimes they're very fast, like the humans are with the gun, and they literally, one shot, dead. And if that happens, you get sent back to the last time that you stopped in the den. Mm. So basically, your save points in this are returning to the den.
1: What about um, when you're trying to ch- trying to change like paths? Yep. Is there any like because like when you were, you were trying to get up on the thing there to get to the where the scent was like that looks like it was maybe in need of a prompt. It's a little a awkward. There are something. prompts, but there are you- prompts, but I, that wasn't a prompt for that. So I found like, while you were doing that on the footage, I was kind of thinking like, oh, well, how do you know where you need to be to get up on that
0: little ledge to get on that on so, that path? So as you start to play it, you start to learn that there's visual cues. So. Any place you can jump up or down, it will be brown and it will have like light streaks running down the wall. It's kind of like how a lot of games. It's kind of like how a lot of other games use yellow to tell you like Mm -hmm. where to go. In this, it's that brown with like the white streaks. But to your point, when humans are chasing you, trying to kill you, it is very annoying trying to go up or down those branching paths when the heat is on because you have to wait for that prompt to pop up. And otherwise, you can't do it. Um, Now now you're seeing here a badger. There is other wildlife in this game. The first time you come across a badger, you kind of have to fight him. Later on, the badger also has a baby. And if you sneak by the badger, there's a nod that happens. Where they're like, oh, we both have babies now. We can't be fighting each other because if either of us die, our babies die. So there's all these little subtle moments in this game that really like hit home. Like I it's really kind of hard to put it into words. Like it's like it doesn't portray all humans as bad. It does portray people who run like logging mills as bad, huh. but even like the kids of those people love the fox and love the fox's babies and want to help the fox and help the babies and like some of the Holograms that you see and you come across are actually the children of the loggers begging the loggers to not kill the foxes. Hmm. So there's this. It's just hard to explain. It's this is one of those games where like I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna request review code for this. I'm not expecting much. And then as I started playing it, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm really glad. Like my eye was right on this one. Um, it's really cool. Really different. I've really not played anything else that plays like it, honestly. Um, I'm having a, I am having ai wouldn't say I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it's definitely moving me. So now you can see the pups following. They're out now of the den, and now you have to consider them with everything. In some ways, it's easier, though, because I can jump into that bush. I can get the food. They'll jump in there with me, and I can feed them right in the bush. So now I don't have to go all the way back to the den to feed them anymore, but... Now they're out in the open. They're susceptible to predators. They're susceptible to humans. They don't run as fast as you do. They get left behind sometimes. So you have to, like, run back. You can pick them up and and carry them in your mouth, too. Which is something I had to do one time when a human was chasing us. The baby started falling behind. I had to run back, pick up the baby, and run with it in my mouth to get away from the human. There's just all these moments in this game like this. And it's just, it's great. (laughs) I am really, really enjoying this game. Um, And again, it is an eco game, and it doesn't beat you head over the head with the eco stuff. It just happens all on its own. You start to realize on your own that this is what's happening to our wildlife, that they are getting run out of the lands that they live in, and they have nowhere to go. And so they end up going someplace where they're put into danger, basically, or where their mating patterns are changed or where where their babies can't really cope with it and they end up dying. It's it's powerful. Really good stuff. It's been interesting these these last like couple of months Matt as we have kind of been forced to dig into more indie games. At least for me it's been just that way. like the foxes. Yeah, seriously.
1: Forced out of our AAA habitat.
0: Yeah, seriously though, you're right. Yeah. We've
1: had we've had to make do in indie land. <laughs>
0: You're right, and it just so happens that in this time period, there have been some really cool, really good indie stuff coming out, yeah. and it's been really refreshing to play some of this stuff. Also, kind of a reminder that a lot of this, you know, that side of the industry really
1: isn't impacted by the same kind of problems as the right. AAA space.
0: Smaller like, teams—they were already working yeah. remotely anyway. A lot mm-hmm. of times, these teams have people streaming, not answering to giant marketing all over the departments. World, right. There's- there's, they don't have to worry about their release windows, butting yeah. heads with Probably something. Probably not else. a lot of death threats to the Fox game. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. yep. <laughs> I doubt
1: people were screaming at the game director yeah. on this one to find out what the release date was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Andy T. Monahan encapsulates this game perfectly. And this, mm. if it ever gets a physical release, this should be the quote on the box. It should say, "Andy T. Monahan, who are the real animals?" Mm. That's really what this game is about. Is like, who are the animals in this? Is it the foxes or the people? And I'll leave it up to you to decide. But really good stuff. I Again, I recommend you buy this game. It's very dry right now. There's not a lot of great stuff to play. Matt, I recommend you play it. I think you'll mm-hmm. love it. Um, and again, it's called Extinction is Forever. You can play it on pretty much anything. It just came out today. Um, so between this and Stray... It's getting an intense week for animal games. Two great animal games, actually. So uh, there you go. Let's see if we have any questions, actually, before we move on here in our chat. Um, Danny Endurance says physical release comes out today for $30. Um, Vincent says it was first scheduled to release in Q1 2021, so I wouldn't say unaffected. That's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. But it could still not be affected by the pandemic. It could just be that they just couldn't get it yeah, done. It indie or, games take a while. Or they decided to expand the scope of the game. Who knows? It could have been anything. Mm-hmm um eat demon says live alive next week yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> yeah, the it. enthusiasm <laughs> buckle up but that's also an animal driven game yeah is it yeah aren't all the characters in that animals are they i thought they were I thought, again i've never played I think it's it. just an rpg kind of thing. oh really yeah, it's like a fantasy i mean i maybe, thought i remembered maybe, seeing probably, it's probably like
1: some fox-headed people or something I don't know. <laughs> Because it's a JRPG. Yeah, there's some cat girls in there somewhere, probably. I don't know.
0: ConGram um, asks, how's the audio? So. It's great. I mean, it's it's subtle. Because animals don't talk. So <laughs> there's And there's no dialogue from the humans either. They just like kind of growl or grunt. Um, I mean, it gets the message across. But music, sound effects, ambient stuff, all amazing. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, Squishy Muffin, did you guys talk about Stray today? Yes, we did. It was the first topic we discussed today. Two animal topics Mm -hmm. in Game Face 308. So there's a theme
1: going. Next Um, next one is, too. What? The next topic is animal-related. Is it? Yeah. Because those who search for Animal Chin have already found him.
0: (laughs) Nice, Matt. That's great. Perfect friggin' segue into our next topic, which is Skate 4. Well... Actually, it's it, they're rebooting it. It's just called Skate, period.
1: I think we thought that was going to happen. Yeah, and like, that is actually... A lot of people were saying, like, they probably going to take the number off this one.
0: Yep, and they did. They're basically rebooting the franchise. We got a bunch of information this week on the new Skate. Not really from EA. Some of it was from EA, but the most of it came because a build of the game has leaked. And people are playing it. Like, thousands of people are playing it. And it got to the point where EA gave up. And Mm -hmm. stop trying to, like, swat all the videos that were going up on YouTube. Because you couldn't. It got out into the wild, and there are thousands of people playing it. And not only that, some studious players have set it up online. And you can play multiplayer Mm -hmm. online. Which is something that, like, EA's build didn't do on its own. They went in and messed with the code and got it to play online. So, what has happened is... There has just been a deluge of information about the new skate this week. And at the same time, EA put out a bunch of new footage with a developer doc. Now, keep in mind, this is all development footage. Most of this is not what the actual game looks like. I realize you guys all know this because you guys are smart AF. You guys know the industry really well. But if anyone's watching this on YouTube and just kind of comes across our show and are like, oh my god, what did they do to skate? This is all, as you can see... Pre, pre, pre-alpha gameplay. No, a lot of no texturing and things like that. It's just Although a, you could ar- you make an argument that
1: a skateboarding game that looks like this would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. I think there's been kind of like mobile skateboarding games mm. that have at least something like this aesthetic. And here you can see kind of like what it will actually look like when they're done with it. But there's been a deluge of information about the new skate. And EA, prompted by the community, has decided that it should come out and share some information officially with the good people. That would be us.
1: Clearly in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. so the first thing I would say is that what they're saying right now is that it appears the game is coming out in October. Now, people don't think it's this October because, as you can see, the game does not look anywhere near finished. Although well, it says prototype from 2020. Right. So. But... And even like in the developer doc, the people working on the game—I think this new studio is called Full Circle—which makes sense because it's some old people who worked on the old skate games and now they're mm. back at EA. So the studio is called Full Can't Circle. Can't get away. Yep. Um, those people did not hint that like the release is imminent. Now the CEO of EA, in an earnings call like a few months ago, did say that the game was close. So there is a possibility that it comes out this October. More likely, it's October twenty twenty three. And the reason people know it's coming out in October is because in the latest build that people have there is signage everywhere for Halloween mm. <laughs> in the game. So that logic would tell you that probably means that the game is going to come out in October. Was it was one of the skates
1: the one that had like the streamed advertisements on the billboards yeah. and like it was all Simpsons movie yeah. and it was all white with the Simpsons look. it looked yeah. terrible like yep. the one oh. of the
0: early experiments with in-game advertising that did not pan out very well. the skate two. Yes, I game? believe. Yeah, it well, was skate two. Yep, when they were trying new ways to monetize it. Um, let's see, what else do we know? The biggest thing about this is, Matt, it's going to be free to play. Hmm. Free to play. I think that's the right move. I think convincing somebody to... Buy a skateboarding game at full price in twenty twenty two is a fool's errand. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think anyone's gonna buy it anymore. Now people did buy the remakes of the first two Tony Hawk games. I would argue that was a huge nostalgia play.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's cause, cause you want to play the things you used to play.
0: Yeah. That was all like people trying to reach back into their childhood and like trying to relive like what it was to be eight years old again. Um and it did was not didn't hurt that the the remakes were good. I mean they, they did a good job working on those as well. Um, But I do think the right call is free-to-play. Now, obviously, your first concern is, oh my gosh, is it going to be pay-to-win? Are you going to be able to spend money to get a board that will help you ollie higher or help you ollie farther? Now, EA swears up and down that that is not the case. In fact, it's four bullet points it keeps pointing to is that it's not pay-to-win. There will be no map areas locked behind a paywall. There will be no paid loot boxes and no paid gameplay advantages. So just buying clothes. Clothes and, and cosmetics. Um, they cited Apex Legends as the model that they're going to follow for this game. And if yeah. that is true, that is about the best model that they could have ever chosen for this. Apex Legends, nobody complains about how the monetization works in Apex Legends. And it makes at least a billion dollars a year off the cosmetics. Yeah. Made by another company who left EA and then came back Full later. circle. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Um, the game is coming to everything. Every I, wonder, platform. I wonder if there's some leverage there where it's just like, you want us to leave again? Right. Or would you like to do it the right <laughs> way? Yep. Uh, the game is coming out on everything, even last gen, so PS4 and Xbox One, obviously PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, PC. There's also going to be mobile versions of the game. And again, if you're making a free-to-play game, you kind of have to make sure it's available for everything. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it ultimately pays off in the long run. Um, In the playtest, there are different shirts and cap colors which you can be be equipped. Um, But in the final game, it's crucial to progress in the game and improve your skills in order to unlock new clothes and items. For example, you need a certain skill level to purchase clothes from certain manufacturers. And my question is, who decides that hierarchy? How do you decide whether, like, Birdhouse is the cheap stuff in the game, and then you have to be level 50 before you can wear Supreme or Stussy or whatever. I mean, you could do it by, you know, like prestige
1: level or how hard, you know, Supreme would be high level because it's hard to get. Do you think yep. they're paying EA behind
0: the scenes to make their clothes like top level stuff? I'm,
1: I'm sure you can pay a little extra to have them be lower level unlockables so more people are running around in your gear. That's probably Because that's thing. the
0: question, right? It's like... So if you're Stussy or Supreme and your your stuff costs a little more, mm-hmm. do you want it to be harder to get I so it's think, realistic? I
1: would think just brand-wise, Supreme would say, yeah, lock us behind the
0: highest right. tier stuff because that's what they are. But to your point, if they're cheaper, more people are wearing Supreme and you get more pin yeah, I mean, action. Supreme's not having trouble selling <laughs> Well, so, they're also, those clothing companies are also the kings it's of, part of, of their, face scarcity. Right. Face scarcity. Well, right. They just it's don't like make part much Part of, of their everything. brand
1: is how hard it is to get them. So I yeah. would say you replicate that in the game. Whereas if I'm like Tony Hawk doing the birdhouse stuff, I'd be like, I want everybody run around in birdhouse shirts. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, like, yeah, make it make it a low-level, make it cheap. Yep. You know, so you'll
0: sell a lot of them. That makes sense. Um, In the build that people have found, they've also come across crafting materials and blueprints to build skate park items. So... Building and community is supposed to be a big big part of this. We haven't really been exposed to a lot of that stuff yet, so we're not sure what uh, EA plans for that stuff. But, again, they have found crafting materials (laughs) in the game. Now, as far as the gameplay, most people are saying it's just like Skate 3, for better or worse. Now, I would argue, watching some of this footage, I don't think the physics look good at all. I think they look way off. When you pop off of, like, handrails or rails... There's like this floaty, like mm-hmm. ollie, almost that happens. It looks,
1: it looks more like the old Tony Hawk game, right? Um, and also it, the people doing full flips over the cars and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think that's that's well, Tony Hawky but it's not very realistic.
0: Well, the other thing about this, Matt, is there's a huge on foot component to it. Yeah, I see all the parkour. That's things. like the big quote unquote innovation for this new skate is the stuff that you can do when you're not on the board. And I, I get know. it, I get it, but also like I don't know if that's what are looking for in a skateboarding game is getting off the skateboard but well i don't know matt, matt if you remember but when we talk about skate it's been almost a year now since we talked about it last time but last time i talked about this i brought up that like there's never been a skateboarding game that really encapsulates what it's like to really skate like be a skater like skate from spot to spot hanging out at the Seven Eleven while you get yourself a big gulp like all the fun cultural stuff that happens when you just hang around with a bunch of skaters all day I play
1: the Tony Hawk games, and as I understand, it, being a skater is skating around in a park for about five minutes before Tony Hawk realizes that you're really good and takes you on a world tour. <laughs> See, and that's not what it's like. No? <laughs> no.
0: It's hanging around with fun, cool people that are funny. I
1: thought if I just went out and skateboarded in the Embarcadero Ar- for about 20 minutes, I'd meet Bam Margera,
0: and that would be the end of it. <laughs> the funniest people I've ever met in my life, other than some people that I've met working in like television and entertainment, were skaters. Like... Just hanging around with my boys, I laughed all day. Just They're just funny. And like I feel like that is the thing that they have not got in a skateboarding games. I don't think that's going to happen with the new skate either. It just doesn't feel like that's the direction they're headed. But I do feel like placing more of an emphasis on being on foot is at mm-hmm. least a first step towards that type of a skateboarding game. I don't know if it'll ever materialize, but a boy can dream. Um, as far as controls are concerned, as I said, it's pretty much what you played with Skate 3, the Flick It dual analog control scheme is back, which I also hate because there's just not enough separation for each trick. Like, I remember trying, like, some tricks in Skate forever and not being able to land them because it's like there's, like, a five-degree difference on the Mm. analog stick between, like, a crooked grind or, like, a backside Smith grind. It's literally, like like, this much space on the analog stick. And it's like there were some times i could not get through the tutorials yep. in skate that
1: was that was a problem i had too because it's just yeah it's Is too, that one i just rather have a button guys yeah it's that
0: one exact trick that you cannot get the analog stick
1: and they had like like the whole thing was like you know some of the tricks were like move left and then roll to, roll to
0: up like and so, street fighter yeah, yeah. commands. but
1: like you know what i don't play play street fighter with analog sticks
0: right yeah. I Like, it sucked. I didn't like it either. And apparently it's coming back. And I'll be honest with you, Matt, like, we're on an island there. Like, apparently, most yeah. players like that control scheme. I do not know why. But... I guess it's
1: fine if you're not trying to do specific tricks. But a lot of the, st- or the challenges were, like, trying to get you to do specific tricks. I couldn't do yeah. them. Yeah. I, now, I'm I just like... skating around and doing stuff. I don't care which grind yeah, yeah, comes out. Yeah. You, know, but,
0: like... but, you have yeah. to get through specific right. objectives where it's like, do a really backside annoying. crooked grind down this handrail. And I'm like, and I, I can't do it. I cannot get the crooked grind. I agree with you. Now, I like the way they ollie in the skate franchise, flipping the stick down and up, Mm -hmm. or the nollie, up and then down. That makes sense. But using the right analog stick to choose the trick, it just, to me, it does not work. So I'm hoping maybe they'll create some alternative control scheme mm-hmm. for people like us. Or maybe
1: the analog sticks are better now. Maybe. maybe. Could, yeah. I don't know. Or just limit, like, I mean, I think eight is your limit on things you can put on the stick, yes. you know? Like, Even that's pushing it. Like That's pushing it. Is. Honestly, four is like... Four is good. Diagonal is at a push. But if you're trying to get dicey. me to do weird little things yeah. like that, it's a little... It's too much. Yep. If you want me to go diagonally down left and then roll up to diagonally up, Left like yeah. you're, I'm never going to pull that it's off. It's not going like, to happen. I could do
0: it on an arcade stick, but I don't think yeah. I can do it on a right analog stick. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the latest updates on Skate Four, or they're just calling it Skate. They're they're considering it a reboot. I mean, if you're going to do a live service free to play thing, it's it's the right
1: thing to take the number off. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just a platform now.
0: Yeah, and there is a playtest that's about to happen. So if you haven't stumbled across the build that's floating around the internet right now and you want to play what's probably an updated build that looks a lot better than what everyone else is playing right now you can sign up right now just Google Skate and you can go to their official website there's a sign up page there if you want to get in on it and I think that's launching in the next like month or so hopefully we can get in on that I'll contact EA and see if they'll let us in Um, and then maybe we'll talk about it again at that point if we both have a chance to play it but uh, yeah lots of information breaking on the new Skate Um, it'll be interesting to see how this does uh huh I hope it does well, because skate game, skating games had just kind of gone away. Skating and snowboarding games, for that matter, have just kind of gone away. Um, and we're left with, like, hey, let's remake one of the old Tony Hawk games. That's great if you haven't already spent 120 hours playing each of the first two mm-hmm. Tony Hawk games. Like, that, I did not stick with that game hardly at all. And I should be the person that would stick with it. So um, I need new skateboarding games. And here's one. And, again, a lot of the stuff is happening on mobile now for whatever reason. Lower risk, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Lower um, risk,
1: business model expectations are lower.
0: Yeah, it could be. Uh, but, anyway, Skate coming out in October. It could be this October. It could be next October. I think it's far more likely mm-hmm. that it's next October. If they're just doing a playtest, though, that also kind of no, points please, to— I'm going to
1: say it's probably this October. It's possible. Look, I just hope this leads to another SSX. That's all I want. Don't care about skateboarding. I don't think that'll ever happen. No. Although... It would be tricky. <laughs> good one.
0: <laughs> did you intend to do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> EA yeah, could do it free-to-play, though, like they're doing with this. Yeah. That's possible. If they if Skate does well mm-hmm. in the free-to-play model, I could see them doing an SSX free-to-play game. You do, you do an SSX free-to-play
1: game that's sort of like got that sort of idea, and is sort of like what SSX 3 did with the the open mountain... Yeah, with everybody, full, you know, kind of like steep. Yeah, you know, like running around on the mountain, just do, finding stuff to do. Like, I'd be into that.
0: It is, I do find it weird that Ubisoft has managed to release like two games with like wingsuits in them. Yeah. But we can't get a new skateboarding game.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. The Crew Two is on its fourth <laughs> anniversary. It got a new update and they revamped how the controls work. Would you revamp the controls four years after you release a game? That tells me something. That's insane. But like, yeah, the Crew Two is still going.
0: Can't I say UB doesn't stick with this game? Nah, they, say they that support much. that shit. Yep.
1: Credit where credit is due. All
0: right, let's see what people are saying in chat. Maybe they don't care about skate. Maybe people don't care about skateboarding games anymore. Uh, Sneaky says Session is out next month. Skate games haven't gone anywhere. Have you played Session?
1: Yeah, I've not heard good things. I've
0: played all these skateboarding games haven't gone anywhere LOL games. They're garbage. Like,. I couldn't even hardly play Session. It was so busted and weird and broken. Skater XL, same thing. And all these games try to be, like, hyper-realistic, which should be right in my wheelhouse. As someone who skated for 11 years, I should be looking for that. No. Like, uh, cr- a cross between Skate and Tony Hawk, it, to mm. me, is perfect. The ollieing, the nollieing from Skate, the trick selection... From tony hawk if you could blend those two together i think to me that would be the perfect skateboarding game um these games that try to make playing a skateboarding game as difficult as skateboarding really is no thanks like skateboarding it is realistic it is the hardest thing i ever did skateboarding and golf and i grew up playing four sports i played football basketball baseball and soccer and none of those sports compare to either of those two sports as far as difficulty of learning and I don't. When I play a game, I don't want it to be that way. It's like amped freestyle snowboarding for the original Xbox. It was harder than real snowboarding. Like you couldn't even just carve down the hill in that game without like having to read mm. the instruction manual. No, nobody wants that. I didn't want it. Nobody wants it. You have to find a happy medium between making it user friendly and fun to play while still being realistic enough that you you feel like you're actually doing the activity still. Yeah,
1: that's called 1080. Right.
0: Yeah, 1080 perfect. It was right in that sweet spot wheelhouse, and what happened to that damn franchise?
1: I don't know. It's it's, it's buried in a vault somewhere with F Zero.
0: They gave us another wave race. They yeah. didn't give us another 1080 though.
1: It's weird. It's weird, weird because I bet uh, maybe not this system, but maybe like the next Switch, I sure would like to see what that thing could do with with snow rendering. Yeah, like a lot, the powder would be cool.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see these genres. Cause here's the other thing too about this new skate. It's not going to push the PS5 in the Xbox no. Series X. Because it's, it's got to be on everything. Yeah, it's not. So we may never get like a true next gen skateboarding mm-hmm. or snowboarding game, sadly, where you can see the stuff like you were talking about. Um, let's see if any questions. Uh, Sneaky says there are people now working on texturing the leaked version. That's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge waste of time. Um, Yeah, I don't know why they would be doing that, because eventually there's going to be another build, probably... people have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, I guess they do. How do people do this? Are they just rich? Like,
1: (laughs) I don't get it. I think they have jobs they don't have to think about when they're not doing
0: them. Maybe. Or some people just have jobs. I mean, I'll be honest with you, almost everywhere I've worked, Matt, there have been people where I'm like, how in the hell? Yeah, you don't do anything all day, kind of people, yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like... There are people at Viacom when I worked at Game Trailers. Their jobs were literally to attend like two or three meetings a week. And that was it. I'm just like, how did I end up here? Where I am here at 9 in the morning until 7 or 8 p.m. every night. I'm here when you walk in and you say, hey, Shane. And then I'm here again when you leave right at 5 o'clock and you say, bye, Shane. Every day for seven years straight. How does that work? And a lot of those people were oh, making executive. way more money than me. I wasn't executive. I was a VP.
1: Yeah, but you were a VP that had to do to do, do stuff. You weren't a VP of things that are <laughs> vaguely worded. <laughs> Just
0: sitting in meetings and like yeah, it's crazy. It's like we had um. You need
1: a VP title with development in there, somewhere. right? <laughs>
0: that's, that's what <laughs> like that means. We had um at Viacom. We had what was called Summer Fridays, and we could either. Work a Friday, have a Friday off, right. or you'd have half a day off. But most people would just work one Friday and get off the next to have the whole Friday yeah, off.
1: We had the half-day Friday
0: ones during the Yeah. During the week me week. and my team never got a summer Friday off. We <laughs> were there every Friday working normal hours. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. My boss never came to me and was like, hey, like, let's try to figure out a way that you guys can actually get like one of these Fridays off. Never. Because they knew if we didn't work, everything fell apart. And then they couldn't get away with just going to their three meetings a week anymore. Mm-hmm. They'd have to actually do something. Like, corporate America is insane. If, I'll just say this. If it's definitely someone...
1: ridiculous when you think about all that was hinging on videos about video games.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: I'll just say this. If any of you guys have managed to weasel your way into one of these jobs where you basically go to work every day and hide. Because that's what they do. Yeah, They go to work yeah. and they close their door and hide. Yeah. I I have very specific names in my head right
1: now. Oh, I can, all the people I can rip that, off yeah. ten
0: names right yeah. now, bro. The people yeah. that work with me at Viacom that were like that. And they door, their door opens for, to go to lunch, they come back from lunch, they close it, they come back out at five o'clock, and that's it. And they don't do anything all day. Like, I do have to hand it to some people who have managed to finagle their way into yeah, that. Meanwhile, like, production's like fighting with spears and the yeah. flaming wreckage of the cubicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. Yep, it's the way it is. So anyway, uh, that's the latest on Skate. You think uh, this October? I think it's possible, yeah. I think you're. I think it's probably 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of signs
1: pointing to so It's going to come October. out the day you leave for Greece.
0: <laughs> that would suck. I would be yeah. bummed about that. I, I am excited to play this game, believe it or not. I'm so, sure there'll be early access and stuff. Before. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a game Matt has been playing this week, mm-hmm. other than Stray. It's a game called Escape Academy. Because it came out before 9 a.m. this morning. (laughs) It's a game called Escape Academy. I was talking earlier about how some of the parts of Stray are kind Mm -hmm. of like escape rooms, where you'll get
1: into a room, a door will lock. Well, escape rooms are largely based on video game logic. Mm -hmm. So, like, they came from basically, I think escape rooms did arise from adventure, point and click adventure games, essentially. It's like playing a real life one. So, it's just circular, everything's coming back around. How is this game structured? Is there a plot to it at all? Yeah, there is. Um, it's uh, I mean the academy sort of gives it away. You uh, so basically you the beginning is you go into a, a, a an escape room place that is like all run down and terrible and the like, is super bored and you go into the room and it's just like incredibly rudimentary puzzle.
0: It's kind of like going to and, a VR arcade in Vegas. Yeah.
1: And you <laughs> And you come out, and everybody, the, everyone's gone. Like, the employee's gone, and then there's another puzzle to solve. And if you solve that, you open this door and come down, and she's down in, at this, like, underground train underneath the escape room place. And it's like, I'm actually the headmaster of the escape academy, and you're the greatest escape person we've ever seen. So you get to come be in our escape academy school. So basically, it's Harry Potter mm. with escape rooms instead of magic. Okay. Um, so you go to this escape academy, um. Without telling anyone where you're going and without packing, you just get on a train and go, (laughs) like you're like at the beginning of Half Life or something. Um, And you get there and you're set up in a dorm and basically uh, you got a map of the school and you go you point and click to different places on the school and if there's a person icon, you go talk to somebody, some one of the quirky weird characters and you and if there's a a key icon, you go and click on the there's, there's an escape room to do, so. This game exists because I guess the people who made it are escape room fans or maybe escape room designers. And when the pandemic hit, they couldn't go do their favorite thing anymore. So they decided to make a game that replicates the escape room experience. And that's literally what this is. You end up in escape rooms. And... Um, you have to go do the things that you would do in a real life escape. You know, open this thing. Here's a key. Look at this. This this thing on the wall is a poster, and it's got all these suspiciously highlighted numbers. And that's probably the, co- <laughs> the combination for this lock. And in the lock is a tool you need to unscrew this thing. And once you unscrew this thing, you can get to this and turn this black light on, and that shows you the number, the the word code to punch into the keypad
0: with the letters on it, like that kind of thing. So the it's like they're like cascading puzzles where yeah. like you solve one that leads to the next, that leads to the next. Yeah.
1: Or there's like multiple parts in one room that all come together to solve the main lock that lets you out of the room and uh some of this stuff is obviously things you like. again you know this uh, uh this one no this is the this is the initial escape room. this is the very beginning it's of the game this is, yeah this is the very beginning with the terrible escape room with the broken clock and stuff but you end up in things where like you know you're in a tower that's flooding and you have to solve the, the floor you're on before it floods and you drown so like mm-hmm. that's obviously not a thing that would happen in a real escape room I mean, unless, something goes, I unless something goes horribly wrong. I mean, I guess there's probably some extreme. Birth. I
0: don't you know, think they'd be as popular as a, they are. Or
1: uh, there, there, actually, there's a there's a premise for something like someone stumbles into the escape room equivalent of like. You know, like Fight Club, and it's just like <laughs> no; these, these escape rooms kill you if you don't get out. Like that, that would there's a, a horror. I mean, I've watched I guess, that TV show. I guess that's technically kind of Saw, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if it was like a voluntary thing, it was like a, I mean,
0: yeah. even to an extent, like Squid Games, a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah, a little bit. Which I i just saw
1: this footage of a Japanese version of Squid Games as an actual game game uh, show. I mean, show? Don't, they don't kill you; they hit you with a really powerful water gun oh. when you when you die. But, uh, that's pretty painful. Yeah, it's no, it's no Like joke. a fire fire truck hose will knock yeah. you down. But um, yeah, so that's basically it. There's a, a whole cast of quirky professors who give you like, there's one guy who does, uh, um, you know, the maintenance guy who end up in like weird things with like the you know the pipes and stuff. That's how you end up in the flooding thing. There's a mm-hmm. the thing with the the, the art teacher is like, hey, I've, here I've hidden paint somewhere so you can do this like tag up the graffiti on this thing. But you know you got to go find the paint mm. so to unlock the room. The paint's in is this whole you know, intricate thing and they get harder as you go on. Um, and you can get hints. Like you can see there, the X button, you can hit X button for hints and they time you, uh, if you run out of time, you got to start over. And at the end of the end of when you're finished, it gives you a grade. Uh, I've never gotten less than an a plus no matter. I think the I think the grade may just be whether you take hints or not. And I've never used a hint. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think, I think it doesn't matter with the time so much as if you don't take hints, you get an a plus. Okay. On your report card, and then you get badges for each one you solve. And when you, assuming when you fill up the display case of badges, it all forms a little puzzle picture. I assume there's like some final thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: now, is your goal to revive the escape room business and make it successful? No, it's just again? to
1: become a really good escape room. Person. Okay. Like that's apparently your. So there's
0: no like management sim. No, like, no, no, no. elements to this or it's anything. It's
1: literally, literally just doing escape rooms and talking to people. Okay. Um, it's very very rudimentary. That's that uh, the, the the you know the graphics are fine for they're, they're they're kind of simple, but like you, it lets the things that you need to interact with stand out. Mm-hmm. So you're not like just you know so you're not gonna lose probably not gonna lose one of these rooms for the, through the timer because you can't tell what you're supposed to touch or look at. Right right. Um, it's all pretty well It's pretty well communicated visually. Um. And some stuff is red herring. You know, a lot of stuff you can interact with is just like you'll just your character will it's say something nothing. about it. It's just like, oh, I can't believe how much junk is in this room, or something. Oh, okay. So you got to kind of find what's relevant. Um, but so far, it's all you know. It all works pretty well. I've only played a couple of escape room things in my time in real life, but it does. I've repl-
0: never done an escape room in my life. It does replicate this. I mean, if you
1: play video games, you're you're pretty well. You're good at escape rooms. You're probably you at least you're going to understand the logic of what they're, how they're how they're working. Uh-huh. Like if you're familiar with how Gabriel Knight and that cat mustache puzzle
0: works, like yeah. you're already
1: pretty prepared for
0: all this. Okay, you know. yeah, I can't believe I've never done one. Now that I think about it, it's fun. I mean, you'd, you'd, for a while it was like a thing that like couples would go out and do together. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you'd like it. Yeah, um, it also seems like it's a fad that's kind of gone now.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not as much because like you know there was a period of time where it was not a great idea to be stuck in a room you couldn't <laughs> get out of. With, with <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess all those businesses have <laughs> yeah. shut
0: down at this point. Then business. Escape, we lived
1: through an escape room for about a year, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a different thing. Yeah, but it's fun. You know, it's cool. Um, I, I enjoy them, and this is a this is a really good replication of it. So if you'd like to know what they're like, or if you, you are interested in kind of like oh would I like this, um, this is a pretty good way to find out because it is very much the same kind of logic and, and setup stuff with a little. You know, with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, ornamentation, let's say. Because obviously, obviously you're not up against, you know, the, the scale of things that is in there. You can do stuff in it It's sort of like the pinball machines that can do things that, like, you could never do in a real pinball machine. It's sort of that for escape rooms. Uh, but, the, but the way the puzzles work is pretty similar. Swanlin is asking if you played co-op at all. Uh, there is a co-op mode, yes. But I Did think you try it, it? No. I think it's
0: only local, but I might be wrong. It might be more frustrating to play this with someone else. Maybe. I guess it depends on how smart they are. <laughs> can, uh, can, yeah. Like, I mean yeah. Grab stuff that could help you solve the puzzle when you're like, wait a minute, like that thing, if I had seen it, I would have known exactly what I to think do it with tells
1: it. both of you. I would imagine you, you oh, both okay. you both see when someone picks something. I think it's I think that's a universal thing. I okay. can't imagine that's that's that would be a really bad design choice.
0: Yeah. But I mean I would imagine like dealing with People with real escape rooms, you have to. Part of it is managing oh, yeah, there's the a lot other of communication. human beings yeah. that you're working with.
1: Anytime you find something, you got to call it out. You got to like everybody's got to you know it's just oh, you gather everything you can find and put it in one thing. It's like, what are these for? What are these related to? What is this? And it's cool. Like like yeah, you got to pick your pick your team. I've been on I've been uh, both with people I know and people who are like random people I'd never met before. But it, you know if you if you I mean if you've run a show team, you can run an escape <laughs> room team. Yep. I, I guarantee you. <laughs>
0: Like herding cats. Yeah. <laughs> how much is this?
1: Uh, it's thirty. I want to say thirty bucks. Yeah, but it's also on Game Pass. That's how I got it.
0: Oh, it's on. It's free on Game Pass yeah. this month. Um, do you know what other platforms it's available for?
1: I think it's this and PlayStation and PC.
0: Okay. Would you? I would
1: think it would run on Switch, but I don't think there's a Switch version.
0: Yet. It looks like it should. I mean, I would guess eventually it's coming if it's not available already.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think it might work better on Switch because one of the one of the, my criticisms, I think is that uh, the, it's a little sluggish to control, and especially when you're in like uh, screens like this where you have to move the cursor around mm-hmm. to press things it just moves like a like a slug Oh, that's so like so with a touchscreen on the switch i think it would be a, or with a mouse on pc i think it would be a more enjoyable smoother experience that's such like a terrible. weird
0: problem for a game to have in 2022 yeah it's, <laughs> it just it doesn't feel great to move
1: around in yeah. it's a little you know and i think part of it is just because you know it feels kind of like your standard i don't know if this is unity or whatever but it feel it feels a little off the shelf it looks you know like I mean? unity you know what i mean yeah no, uh, i know i exactly what yeah. you mean and it's fine but like yeah it's like yeah the puzzles are the star here not the gameplay yeah let's put it that way yeah um whereas like as opposed to like stray where the first time you move the cat around you're like oh yeah this feels good this yeah this works um but it's fine would um, you recommend
0: anyone buy it at 30 bucks if you really like escape room stuff maybe <laughs> um are the puzzles I, like really smart and clever like do you feel good after you solve them i guess it is online co-op Vince says, yeah hmm. What'd you say? Do the puzzles feel good when you solve them? Are yeah. they challenging enough that like you get that once, sense of accomplishment? Once
1: you get past the first few of them, yeah, yeah, I think it's like I think the the fourth or fifth one was like, oh, that was once the because they have they're rated with the number of keys. And I think the first, the, like the second three key one, I was like, oh, that was clever. That was mm-hmm. really. I, was, I started hitting a point. Where I'm like, oh, that was cool. I, I get what I'm you're starting saying, to see right? how this is working. Yeah, now. yeah. And the one thing that I was worried about with this that I was that didn't happen was um, I was worried that it was going to be a thing where I'm just like, I can't figure out what it wants me to do because I can't tell what's important from the background. Or, you know, I was worried that it was going to be, putting it in a video game form was going to be like, oh, I'm just confused by what the graphics are trying to tell me versus like not being able to solve the puzzle. You know right. I mean? yeah. But that has not really happened. They 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 have actually done a really good job of communicating what the useful objects in the room are, what this means, what this is connected to, like some, cause I, there's some real life escape rooms that aren't good at that. Yeah. Um. But this is this has been very good about communicating things, and then about halfway through the game, you sort of like they start to sort of expect you to know things and not like you know. They build on what you so much And yeah. like it, it, it has a nice build to it. Okay. Uh, I can see some real escape room experts just find it pretty elementary for most of the time, but in general, I think it's very, it's a very pleasant recreation of what it's like to do an escape room. Uh, It's made by a very small team. Um, The music is terrible. (laughs) Oh, really? I I hate the music in this game. (laughs) I can't really put a finger on why. I just think it sounds like... It's probably just bad. It's just bad library music, it sounds like to me. So I turned it off. Yeah. Um, Which is doubly weird, because you can go to radios and switch between the radio and pick different songs. And I'm just like, you guys are really (laughs) leaning into the music here for something that I feel like is awful. Um, It might just be me, though. I don't know. And uh, the characters are funny, you know, it's like, you know, the snobby student that thinks they're better than you and the different weird quirky professors that like, but, you know, it's very Harry Potter in that regard. It's, you know, you you can see the tropes at work. It's very lighthearted. Nothing makes any sense. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's like, this is just like a hidden academy for escapists. They call themselves escapists. <laughs> is and that really like, a thing? I, I mean, I don't think that's a major in most schools. No, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, I just mean are there people who are so into escape rooms? I am sure that they call themselves escapists. I am sure there are. <laughs> I'm, I have no doubt. Uh, Swanland says the demo crashed on
1: me several times. Uh, that's not great. This, this is. Um, I have not had any crashes or technical problems with this. Okay. The, the full version, anyway. Although I do, if I remember right, the corner of the the title screen, I think it says it's like. Version zero point one one eight
0: point one or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this like, what is an alpha? What are, you, what are we playing here? It's a little weird to put that up on Game Pass if it's uh not version 1.0. It does not say. there's it, definitely a zero
1: at the beginning of it. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, I don't know what their numbering system is. So it might, maybe it's that's just how they do it. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, and it feels like you could add more in the future if you wanted to. Like,
0: seems like it would be more fun if. It was competitive against another group of people trying to get out of the room before the other group of people do. There are escape rooms like that, but I mean, like the um, game should do that. and eh, that's not a thing I would want to do, really. No, no, I don't care. Put a little more pressure on you.
1: No, I don't care what someone other team is. I mean, you can compare times. Like you, you know, mm-hmm. it does. There's man, a leaderboard. I don't think there's a leaderboard, but you can mark your highest time. You can go back and do them again to do them faster. Uh, once you finish the escape room, it does list out all the how all, you solved all the puzzles, mm-hmm. and there are things where I've just, just been like, skipped, because stuff I've skipped, because I've figured out the answer without needing the clues, mm-hmm. and it'll just be like, skip, 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 and I'm just like, and I've, so I've missed whole chunks of the puzzle before, when I'm just like, I figured it out already. I figured this out, or like, I made a pretty good guess, and I'm just like, oh, that sounds like, there's there's like a thing with um somebody's name, you're supposed to figure out somebody's name, and I just figured, I had two of the names, I didn't have the middle name, and I'm like, this is probably their middle name, and it was. You guessed <laughs> so it. Was like, it was like that. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, so thirty bucks available for everything. I think It's thirty bucks, yeah. And it's on Game
0: Pass. So thirty bucks
1: you... is the high threshold of what I'd pay for this. Yeah. But like, if you, if this goes on sale, something for like twenty, I'd say give it a shot. It's fine. Okay.
0: And or you could just subscribe to Game Pass for a or month just get it for off fifteen Pass, yeah. bucks and like try that and like a hundred other games and figure out whether you want to pay the full price for them or not. One of the beauties of Game Pass. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. you left out? No? No. It's, it's
1: not a whole lot to say about it. It's pretty straightforward. I think uh, I also just appreciate that it's like a team that was like, we missed doing this thing we like, so we're just going to make a game so people can do it. Yeah. And then it came out after everybody could already go do it again. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> well, bit, I don't a, know. A, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, They well, may be closing them down again right about that's now. That's true. It's Numbers not not are starting to pop there. up there again. It uh, really sucks.
1: Yeah, this is, um, yeah, It's. A good, I think they did a good job. I think it's it's, it's a fun little thing. Well play. executed on the concept. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And does not even attempt to explain itself. It's, just like, it's, like, yep, it's we probably a, for the best. We have a giant academy that's been here for like a century. It's all dedicated <laughs> to escaping from rooms.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, isn't
1: that just a prison? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, there you go. That is Escape Academy. Again, available for everything, but you should probably give it a try on Game Pass first. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it is time for... Name that game where I show you a bunch of screenshots of a video game and you try to guess what video game it is. It's really as simple as that. A couple rules. First of all, you're trying to beat Matt. Matt has not won for a long time, but we, Mm. we rigged the game so that you guys can win. We'll just put it that way. And you guys do win. In fact, do you ever win? You guys are so good at this, it is astonishing. So I haven't done it this week, but here soon... I am going to make sure that we make it to the fifth image.
2: Mm.
0: Because it's. I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally trying to make the game interesting. I'm trying to walk that line of showing you guys enough to where it really like, gets your minds going so it's fun for you guys to play. But eventually, I am going to just give you four really rotten clues... And then the fifth one is going to give it away. Uh, last week, we made it, what, to the third clue? Is I think so, right? yeah. yeah. There's Emperor Dread with his weekly guess of body harvest. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Maybe that's the game I'll choose for the one that's impossible, though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how it goes is um, I show you a series of screenshots. We, have, we put each one up for, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds or whatever. Our chat is put into slow mode for this. Thank you, Vincent. Um, you can't just guess all willy oh, no, nilly. last
1: week was the first one. What? It was Quantum Break.
0: Yeah, that's right. It was the first one. Yeah, that blew that. my mind last week. Even going back and watching that again, it blew my mind. Two weeks ago, there.
1: we got. Yeah, to two the weeks third ago. One. We
0: made it to the third one. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so, anyway, uh, the chat is on slow mode, so you can't just spam the chat with guesses. Like, save one guess for each screenshot. Like, make it count because you can only type one thing into our chat every 60 seconds. So again, don't just spam our chat. Another thing, if you have won this year, do not play. You can only win one time per year. Do not guess. Last week, and I'm not gonna call anybody out, but last week we had somebody who had already won in the chat guessing the name of the game, and they can't win. They're ruining the game for everybody else. So please be respectful, and if you have already won this game, this year, do not play. Do not type anything into the chat do not offer any hints to anybody. Just sit and chill. That's it. That's all you can do if you want already. If you win, you get a free game. And I'm glad that he's in the chat today so you guys can all thank him. The games that we are giving out for this have been provided by Swanland. So Swanland, since you're here, I'm going to give you a round of applause for supplying the winners for Name That Game. Okay. There's your applause, Swanlin. And thanks again, men, for doing this. It's awesome that we have these things to give out. We're ready for image number one for Name That Game for Game Face Episode 308. And here it is. Don't forget, it's slow mode, so you only have one guess every 60 seconds. So make sure your guesses count. The Walking Dead, no. The Last of Us, no. Resident Evil Remake, no. KOTOR, no. Horizon Zero Dawn, no. Sirens, no. Silent is- Hill Downpour, no. Now This is like a PS1 game. Uncharted, PS2. no. GTA 5, no. Dying Light 2, no. Enslaved, no. Nerve 0123, welcome to the chat. Thank you for chatting for the first time. (laughs) Hope you'll be back to hang out with us next week. Dino Crisis. Journey to the West, no. Dino Crisis, no. All right, let's move to image number two. I think we gave that a fair shake. And here we go. Oh. There's a big hint there in that one. Ratchet and Clank, no. Green Hell, no. The Surge, no. I know that. Yeah, I know that. Control, uh... no. Mm, I know that Drez effect. <laughs> Shadows of the Empire, no. Flashback, no. Star Wars the MMO, no. Metal Gear Solid, no. Mellowac you can't just guess Star Wars. <laughs> you have should... <laughs> to provide something more than that. Donut County, no. Eric Scott, someone already guessed control. No. or someone already guessed that. No. All right. Killer 7, uh, no. That's a good guess, though. Because Killer 7, that's how people disintegrate, right? When they die, don't they have yeah, like Yeah, that, that is sort, of, pink sort of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Halo it. 2, no.
1: God, I, I, I know that effect, but I can't remember what game it is.
0: Okay, we're going to go to the third image. We made it to the third image, people. And here we go. Lollipop Chainsaw, no. Half-Life, no. People are running out of guesses. Uh Uh-oh! Hmm. Xenoblade, no. Crisis 3, no. That was a good guess. Mass Effect, no. I even gave you guys some good hints on this one. I wasn't trying to make this really hard. Xenosaga, no. Bayonetta, no. Metal Gear Raiden, no. That's revengeance, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we would have given it to you, though, AJ, if it was right. Star Wars Battlefront, no. Star Fox Zero, no. Far Cry 2, no. Syndicate, no. Near Automata, no. Yes! We may not get to the fourth image! Prototype, Prototype, no. Shadow Dancer, no. All right. Geist. <laughs> no. That's a good guess, though. That is a good guess. I think I'm in the right era. Shadow dancer, shadow heart. No, no. All right, we're going to the fourth image, people. Wow. I'm about to give myself a round of applause for the first time ever. This one, I think, will undoubtedly give it away. So get ready. Get ready to type, everyone. Get ready, Matt. Here we go. God of War, no. No.
1: What is that? You're killing me.
0: Planet side. No, you can get it, Matt. I mean, I see it. You can get it.
1: Gears of War. No. no it does. It does look like. Uh,
0: there we got it. Prey. prey. That's right. M H G Immortan Joe. He finally got it. it. It is prey. It
1: does look like the, uh, the 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 juice in Gears of War.
0: Yep. And here's the last image. Mm, hmm uh-huh. That would have given it away. Nice job. Nikki. 2010 May. The medium, no, but that was a good guess. And first time chat. Welcome to the chat. Welcome to Game Face. Come back next Tuesday and try again. I thought Immortan Joe had won already. Oh. No? I don't remember. Immortan Joe, you haven't won already? I thought for sure I gave you one. But apparently not. I hope he didn't join late and miss the whole speech at the beginning about not guessing if you've already won. I thought for sure he had one, but I think maybe there's, not.
1: A, there's a, I think there's more than one in Morton Joe. Oh really? Running around in the chat. That seems random. That seems like a weird name to have multiples of. People like Morton Joe. I don't know what that is. That's the bad guy from Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Oh I had no idea. Yeah. It was Prey. Here's the uh actually here's the the last, oh I showed you the last image. Yeah. That was a hard one. Look at that. Let's go back through the old images, though, to see now if you look at them, if it jogs your memory at all. No, I mean I recognize
1: the the disintegration uh, effect.
0: Yeah. And that pink. Or that's
1: like because that's the um, is that's like that's like the holographic cherry tree. Yep. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's it's all through the game. That's why I thought it would give it away. I maybe should have made that one the third image instead of the second one. Because this one's maybe a little more obtuse. But see, this one, I had nightmares from last week, because it's very much like control, right? Yeah. It's showing off like the effect of an attack. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think people would be able to get that stuff, but they got control, or they got uh, the one last week just like that, based off it. So I was like, "Uh, maybe I should put this one later, and that's why I did put it later. This one, though, I thought would just give it away right away, because the creature there on the left-hand side, see his arm coming down?
1: vaguely like remember
0: like... the creatures in this game they look like yeah the they're
1: shadows yeah they're... they
0: look like the creatures on the side of the uh, space invaders cabinet mm-hmm. arcade cabinet I gotta get better glasses I bet. that might be part of it you can't see yeah. <laughs> uh look people are finally people give me some props good sh- good job Shane you did it yeah I didn't even do it cheaply either I didn't like just like zoom in on one pixel and make it like impossible either like I actually feel like you guys should have got it from that so that was a good one. That was a good name, that game. It feels good walking away today. Yeah, not many people did play Prey. That's true. Yeah, that is actually... That's a good Part point. Part of the problem. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, there's a game, with, there's okay. a game with great music. He says, nope, haven't won yet. Awesome, man. Here is your round of applause. And I'm just going to share this one with you, because I actually made a good name, that game, for once. Something that I strive to do and rarely deliver on. <laughs> so send me a... You can send us a DM mm-hmm. right here on Twitch. Or you can send me one on Twitter at Dinfire. You can send one to Sifted on Twitter at Sifted Games. You can send me one on sifted.net where I'm at Shane. Whatever. Just get to us however you can and we'll get that code out to you. And congratulations on your win. Once again, iteration more important than innovation. In what way?
1: In that you've finally perfected. Oh the, <laughs> no! Next week game. they'll get it on the first one again. <laughs> I know it'll happen. It's all good.
0: <laughs> this is all for fun and to give you guys free games. That's really all I want to do is just have fun with you guys and uh, give away some cool stuff if we can. So mission accomplished. Again, congratulations, and Morton Joe. I can't believe I didn't know what the, where that name came from
1: all this time. Yeah, I mean they never really say it in the movie. Yeah, I think maybe once or twice. Ah, uh, it's not like it's not like how in like the original you know toe cutter or. Or the the or or in uh, Road Warrior, um, uh, what's his name? Humongous. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, the, the Lord Humongous. Like it's it's not like a repeated, iconically name. iconically repeated name. Yeah, and uh, also a lot of people think it's Immortal Joe because Immorton is a weird word. Right, right.
0: So. Um, Mitchell's last says which prey? It's a 2017 pray. I'm sure. I'm sure you figured that out by now. Um, okay, it's time for tip Q&A, and you guys are already in here. Go at Sifted Games in the chat. If you want to ask us a question, we have got a little bit of time. We could probably answer three or four questions, depending on how long it takes for us to answer them. Um, at, from Ashes in the Hourglass, Matt, what's your highest streak on Guess the Game? I'm at 30 right now. Uh, I'm not even sure what that is, honestly. The list of, that's the game, like, Guess, like...
1: Uh, name that game, name that but game. it's an Except app. it's this. The, uh, ah, okay. it's the, the, Like Wordle. Gotcha. I'll have to look it up. Uh, I'm current streak 41. 41? I, I've never lost one of those. What does that mean? It means I've gotten it correct 41 days in a row.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So, how what, you, what was your, the most guesses it took you? Uh, six. Is that all you're given yeah. is six? Yeah, you get six guesses. I've uh, never played Wordle either. That's, by so that's
1: the distribution. So it's about right. Oh, ah, okay. So it's like I got. Four and one, four and one guess, nine and two guesses, thirteen and three guesses, eight and four, five and five, and two and six. Okay. So it's about an even distribution. I uh, Guess the game is also interesting in that unlike the other game, the other games like this, as you go, like so, the second guess, the second screenshot they show you, also gives you the Metacritic score. No. Oh. And the third guess gives you uh, the original platforms it was on. Oh, and interesting. And fourth one is the genre, and the so fifth, they give you hints with each. And the one. fifth one is the year it was released. And then the sixth one gives you the uh, the developer. Okay. So you're gonna get it.
0: You're gonna eventually by eventually, the sixth one.
1: Eventually, if you know games, you're eventually get, probably gonna get. It. If you don't, I mean, if you don't know games, nothing's gonna help yes. you. Yeah, <laughs> you have but, no chance. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's it's a pretty good one. Um, in fact, uh, do you know that from one the first shot?
0: Tony Hawk something. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. That was like the GBA Tony Hawk, I think, or something, no. wasn't it? No. It's a PS1. Oh, it's PS1. That's Same what, difference. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, okay, next from Congrim1. Have you got a chance to try the multiversus beta? I've been interested but found the requirements bothersome and deterring. Do you mean the requirements to become a part of the beta? I actually signed up for that. And then I was very disappointed to see that I never got an invite and everybody else was playing it. So, I tried. Um... I need to find a better press contact for that game, honestly. And this will prompt me to do that before we're back here next Tuesday. Um, but I have not had a chance to play it, and I'm guessing you haven't either. Um, I'd I like got to... an email
1: today that I think it's like available to open something. Oh, is it open now? I got an email this morning. I admit I was only vaguely awake. Yeah. Uh, early
0: access is live, so maybe not open. Open beta begins the 26th. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Multiversus is a Super Smash Brothers clone that's all basically wb properties mm-hmm. so it has like scooby-doo it has lord of the rings it has game of thrones mm-hmm. like there's a really eclectic collection of characters it also has superheroes like yeah, dc superman and yeah Super- Superman, batman
1: wonder woman wonder woman um yeah so it's a, it's a weird mix it that's is. for sure, but that's and what it, makes us. And there games was a big, there was a big leak of uh, upcoming characters that includes some. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, Cartoon Network stuff. Um, Ted Lasso, really, was, was in the leak. Um, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Yeah, basically anyone who's in Space Jam 2 could be in this
0: game. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, okay, Eve Demon, do you really want an X Gen skateboarding game? Tony Hawk remake only worked because they literally use. PS2 physics code from the original games. Yes, I'm not I'm, I don't lie to you people the stuff I say on this show is what I really believe and yes, I want a next gen skateboarding game and I don't want Skate X- Skater XL or Session, like I want it from a big publisher that has a lot of resources and deep pockets to make a really good skateboarding game. Now I don't think that it should come out every year. I don't think we should get back on the Tony Hawk train where there's a new game coming out every year or every two years, like create a platform. That part of what they're doing with Skate, I think, is the right approach. They're creating a platform, that's why they just called it Skate. Because it's going to be there for a long, long time, just like Apex Legends or other games as a service. So, I do think Skate is taking that part of the project correctly, I think that's right. Um, but I would like to see, and it's a shame, it's EA. Their game should look great. Uh-huh. But it's not. So I am hoping, yes, that someone will come along with a big budget and deep pockets to make a really great skateboarding platform. And yes, I want real physics. Like, I hear you; You like the Tony Hawk physics because that's how you learn to play skateboarding games. I get it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they can't be improved. I mean, they're arcadey. Um and maybe a lot of people don't realize that because they didn't skate for real, but you can't do the stuff that you can do in Tony Hawk. And I don't want, again, I don't want a straight sim where you literally have to practice a trick for an hour to land it, like real skateboarding, or more in real skateboarding, honestly. But you can find a happy medium between the two. So to answer your question, yes, I really do want an X general skateboarding game. Uh, Mitchell is alive. What's your favorite guilty pleasure memorabilia? I don't know what... I don't have any guilty like tchotchkes, pleasures. swag stuff we got in the industry throughout the years. Guilty pleasure? I don't have. I don't know what that. Well, maybe be. he means like it's like a piece, a collectible, something for a game that you don't really like, or that a game that's bad, but the actual collectible is cool. That's a tough question.
1: I don't really keep things for things I don't like.
0: Yeah, I have had some stuff in the past, but I did a purge not long the, not long ago of swag where I just threw a bunch of stuff away. So as it, the EIC at Game Trailers like they'd send us games for review or preview and they'd send us like two or three packages. So one package would be for me the EIC and that would have like all the awesome stuff in it. And then they'd just send us a box with a bunch of games mm-hmm. that we'd then give out to my editorial staff so they could all play the game. Um, because our people don't realize this and you know if you look back at Game Trailers There was never a name on our reviews, and that's because our reviews were collaborative a lot of the times. I would ask publishers to make sure they send us multiple copies, at least two, and that way the person who was actually assigned to finish the game and review it had a copy, and then at least one other person on the editorial staff also had a copy and were able to play it. So it's kind of like the EGM review scheme, except behind the scenes, because when it came down to it, if the two people who played it kind of butted heads on the score, I'd bring them into my office and we'd talk about it. And we'd figure out the score based upon both of those. Now, obviously, giving a lot more weight to the editor who actually finished the game versus the person who was just playing it to provide um, the counterbalance. So that's kind of how it worked. And so I would end up getting a lot of swag for crap that I didn't want. And honestly, most of it I just gave away to the people on the editorial staff. Um, so like Matt said, like I didn't keep stuff except for stuff that I really wanted. And then the stuff that I did ended up Having for whatever reason, uh, when it was all said and done, and I left game trailers that were for fr- franchises that I didn't want, it ended up sitting in my closet until I threw it away. So, um, I don't really have any guilty pleasure memorabilia. Um, although, actually, now that I think about it, there's been some stuff. Like Rockstar sent me a Garriot. I have a the Garriot. Yeah. Thing you can literally use to kill people. Well, Garrot. Garrot. You can. Garriott is
1: the guy who made. Uh... Uh, uh, Ultima. Oh, right. He's the who, developer. Who also chokes you to death if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. um, a
0: Garrett. Yeah, it was made, basically, it had it two had razor leather wire. tabs yeah. and razor wire in between. And it said
1: Manhunt on one of the tabs. Yeah. It was, it was, it was literally a weapon. They to sent kill you a murder me. weapon. Yeah, yeah, it was. And um,
0: I had that, and then I got, like, some stuff for Dead or Alive from Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja. Oh, I like the boob with mouse With just, like, crazy see, yeah. boob stuff. Like, I got a mouse pad yeah. that was, like, the pad that support your wrist was two boobs. Yeah,
1: that's a standard <laughs> thing now in anime. Oh, it is anime merchandise. Yeah, oh, that's okay. a standard thing. Um,
0: um, so that
1: there was some. I mean, there was uh, who? Oh, I don't. Who ended up with the giant purple dildo bat? From, we never got from, that. Uh, Saints, we got that. We didn't get. I think Blaine it. took that. Oh, really? I think Blaine had that. I wonder what he did. We with never it. did get that one. Um, um but, yeah. we got the the chainsaw, the giant chainsaw gun thing from uh, Warhammer. Oh. Uh, which we then shot a sex scene with with Blair Herter. and then because there was so much baby oil involved for the for the shoot, the gun was eternally sort of slightly oily. <laughs> it and would nobody never go wa- away. Like we left it in the middle of the the, the X play area at the end of the at, at, when we all moved out at the end of G four, and we're just like, whoever wants the the slimy gun the chainsaw <laughs> thing can come. They can get can have it. it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> took it. I don't remember who took it. It's great. But.
0: So I guess at the end we did end up getting to. Uh, we were able to answer his question.
1: Yeah, I didn't keep any of that stuff, but they, those things did exist. <laughs> Go oh, on, Oh, that was, oh, that was the other thing. Oh, well, I didn't have it, but Morgan did, and she got rid of it a couple years later because it was it was from Mafia. I think Mafia Three, Mafia Two. I think I can't remember if it was Mafia Two or Three, but it was it's a lamp, like it's a, like a little table lamp, but it's a gun. Like the the the, the, the base of the lamp is just a gun, po- like a pistol pointing up. And the, the bulb plugs into the top of the pistol and, and a little shade goes over. I might rock that in my man cave. And um, I think I still have it. <laughs> oh, really? Because she gave me a box of like swag she didn't want. Because she's like, I don't think in the current climate I need <laughs> a gun lamp.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I might you have might that have if you wanted it. I think I have that in garage. Well, I don't
0: have a man cave yet. But if the day ever comes where I actually own a home yeah. and I have a man cave, I'll come for it.
1: All right. <laughs> if it's still here, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, I think we'll answer one more. Gohan Rage. Thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. In fact, I want to get to anybody else who dropped that here at the end of the show. Okay, you're the only one. Um, Vincent brings up, you can get into the Multiverse's beta by watching a Twitch stream for an hour. If mm-hmm. you can handle it, go do it. Um, what else we got here? Cinetide. Check out any, any of the new Resident Evil series on Netflix. I went in with an open mind, but feels poor after four episodes. Any thoughts? Um, I, it actually was on the Rundown two, three days ago, and it was part of my plan to go watch some of it because I was like, oh, this show, we don't have enough topics for this week's show. I need to make sure I watch the new live action Resident Evil series on Netflix, and then I saw the reviews for it, and I lost motivation, and then some games appeared, and I didn't need it, and we removed it from the show. So I'm glad that you brought it up, but I have not watched it. Have Mm -hmm. you? No. Like, it's, it's medical. I could,
1: I mean, the idea of following the Resident Evil series into a narrative form is absurd to me. It's a like, live action TV show. Like, I, who, why? Why would I do, why would I want to watch, if I, even if I wanted to watch weird, dumb horror zombie shit, why would I choose Resident Evil for that? Like,
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, like, there's plenty of, not quite as horrible zombie honestly, stuff to watch. For,
1: Honestly, from what I've seen, like these the stupid movies are probably a better choice because A, they're over faster, and B, at least they don't take themselves
0: very seriously. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's a little bit of a wink and a nudge in those films. But yeah, not, I haven't seen the TV show. I don't know. Uh, but it's sitting at like a 22 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That's about where Resident Evil's story should be. Yeah. I um, so I really don't see myself... Uh, now that we're talking about it on episode 308, I'm definitely not going to watch it for episode 309. No,
1: I don't think anyone needs to spend their time <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I think that's a waste of time. Like, I don't always trust other people's opinions, but when it's that overwhelmingly mm-hmm. bad...
1: And that overwhelmingly unsurprising. Right. I mean, given like, what you're working with.
0: Like, if it's below a 40, that's mm-hmm. when I don't even give it a chance. Yeah. That's when I'm like, you know what? I, a lot of people are really stupid, but there aren't that many stupid people. <laughs> so that's when I draw the line. <laughs> Uh, okay. I think that's it. Oh, Ian Esquire got in with Twitch Prime at the last second. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it. Uh, speaking of Twitch Prime, if you guys are wondering, like, why does Shane always talk about Twitch Prime on Game Face? Well, it's a way that you can give us a free $2.50 every month that costs you nothing. All you have to do is you have to be a Amazon Prime subscriber. By the way, did you buy anything for Prime Day this week? Uh I got a couple of the
1: uh collaboration transformers that were on like half off. Those uh, are the, those are the ones that like they cross over with Jurassic Park and Back to the Future and stuff. Uh, so I I had those but I didn't have uh I I like the packaging cuz they're all there a lot of the retro packaging or they have like the movie stuff all over them so oh, I don't cool. like to open them but these were like half off so I got them to open.
0: Okay. I That's it. almost bought <laughs> an, ex- an expansion for my ps5 an external exter- oh, i looked i looked at hard that drive.
1: but then i decided i didn't want to do that today
0: dude so. they were so they were half that's off. still
1: they're still half like a lot of that stuff is just crashing i saw i saw an entire like bitcoin mining bank of like a rack of of graphics cards for sale for it was on amazon for like half off
0: yeah like, it's all collapsing all that stuff is it's collapsing you're right um they were half it's time off. to build a new pc yeah it is time yeah and for me too because i built my pc when i started sifted i was mm-hmm. like i need a new rig to start this thing yep same, so I, I built it from scratch brand new yep
1: I, I was building it right around the time we started doing this show yeah was, right and ap- now april 2015 it's
0: time for a new one it's yeah. been like eight, Any, even years.
1: Uh, one of the other questions we didn't get to was about uh, company heroes 3 coming out in november and i'm like i'm probably gonna need a computer for that yeah like because company heroes two runs okay on mm-hmm. this one, but like, um, yeah, the mo- the modern bells and whistles aren't supported by my old PC. So I'm, you know, company heroes 2- three is actually definitely on my, I love the company heroes games.
0: Yeah. So they had the, um, crazy internal SSD drives that mm-hmm. you, the very specific ones you need for PS5 label I was surprised that by the they're heat like, sink. like for your PS5. Like they're trying to make you know that that's with what the you heat need sink to too, which yeah. is important. Um, they were half off, and you could get a terabyte for like $120, and I still couldn't bring myself to buy it. Mm-hmm. I still—I was like, wait a minute. I already spent $550 for this effing thing, and now I'm going to go spend $120 to expand the— No. Like, mm-hmm. on principle, I refused to buy it. I was like, I'm yeah, not spending 600 and some dollars on my PS5. I'm not doing it. I
1: also don't feel—like, once I plugged in the, you know, the external drive for the PS4 stuff— I don't have that much space issues, really. Yeah. The, P- the PS5-only stuff is not really that plentiful.
0: I buy all the third-party stuff on PS5 for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why. I I've get it all on Xbox. Yeah, I don't Just... know why I decided PS5 with the smaller hard drive. I'm an idiot I'm <laughs> with certain things. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that's a roundabout way to explain to you how you can help us with Twitch Prime. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, all you got to do is link your two accounts. If you're watching on YouTube, the instructions to do that are down below, step by step, easy. As I've said before, my mom, who is is seven over 70 years old, followed those instructions and was able to do it. You can do it. And <laughs> it literally will take you like a minute and a half. If you've already connected your accounts, all you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash siftedgames and there's a little purple thing on the right-hand side. You click that, it drops down, scroll to the bottom, and just choose the free subscription with Twitch Prime and you give us a free 250. You have to re-up it every month. It sucks. I've been lobbying them to let you set it and forget it. I don't think they're ever going to let us do it. I won't give up. But you do have to go and redo it every month. And again, our totals are really down for this, Like, and we need the money. So if you could do it, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to really support us, though, in something that's really is set it and forget it, you can head to patreon.com sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. You can pledge whatever you want. A dollar a month, two dollars a month, a million dollars a month. Whatever you want. And there's different tiers and different rewards for what you pledge. It's Patreon. You know how it works. You get it. Uh, but again, patreon.com slash sifted. You can help us out there. And And I did see a lot of people do this, Matt. And I'm very happy about this. Just like our stuff. Just like our videos. Like this video right now. Share it. Go on Twitter and be like, this podcast slaps i love that word that's one of the words that the kids use that i actually like Mm. and just tell people to watch it that helps i asked a young
1: person a while ago like
0: is only music slap
1: or can other (laughs) things that are good slap what did they say they weren't sure really they were were like i think you could use it outside of music i feel like it's yeah The, the verdict was that it's 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 popular enough in usage that you could probably apply it to something else, and someone else might know what you're talking about. But a 20-year-old might be like, old old person doesn't know that slaps only means music. That's so sad. I I want... You're you're risking something. At
0: least five people this week to tweet about Game Face and say, this podcast slaps. And make sure that you tag either at Sifted Games or at Denfire. I want to see it. You guys can do it. Um, But I saw it this week. You guys all went and liked, in a lot of cases left comments on the latest episode of new dimension thank you so much it makes a difference do it for this show do it for your factor do it for everything that's the way you can help us without spending a penny you can also go on any of the podcast services and write a review for game face give us five stars all that stuff helps you don't even have to spend any money to help us so i totally understand some people are broke right now i understand a lot of the economy's all jacked up we're spending a lot of money a lot more money for a lot of stuff i get it there's ways to help us yeah, without spending. the dollar spending. doesn't
1: buy you as much sifted as it used to. <laughs> it
0: doesn't. It doesn't buy you as much anything right now as it used to. Hopefully that changes pretty quickly here, though. At least I hope so. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday. Slap it, that like button. <laughs> slap. Have you seen that YouTuber that plays bass? No. He's like this guy. I think he's from, like, Kazakhstan. He's a little bit like, I don't know, like Borat. Mm. And he plays on it. Like, he, he he's aware but he's like an amazing bass guitar player and his whole thing is slap like he he, all the transitions on it is like him slapping the camera and anyway I'm sure somebody knows who I'm talking about Um, but anyway slap that like button (laughs) do whatever you can to help us every little bit makes a difference and I appreciate every single thing that you guys do to try to help us whenever you can Um, and as I said we're here every Tuesday 1 p.m. Pacific 4 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash games. Come on in. Be a part of the community. The chat is fun. Our crew is awesome. You're going to meet good people. Just do it. We'll see you guys next week. Game phase is up and out.